Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. A bill that's become the focus of uh, the national debate over voting rights is again being considered by Texas lawmakers, the state legislature holding a special session after Democrats blocked an earlier version of the bill in May by walking out. More than 300 people lined up at the state capitol yesterday to testify as Texas Public Radio's David Martin Davies reports. The Texas legislature began a special session mainly to address a voting restriction bill that was blocked earlier this summer. Now the Republican-controlled Texas legislature must work quickly to move the toned-down bill through the legislative process. and opinions of today's broadcast is not necessarily the views or opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. (laughs) Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Good morning. (laughs) Today is August 1st. 2021, and here are the topics that we will discuss this morning right here on the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. What happened? I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them and the people in this room, but too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, You hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden. No one had ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. The Delta variant has been a game changer. I think no one expected that it would have a contagious index as high as this. No one would have expected that this virus could be as contagious, say, as chickenpox virus, or more contagious than smallpox virus. These, these Democratic legislators from Texas are absolute heroes because not only are they trying to stop voter suppression here in Texas, not only are they trying to advance voting rights in the one place where it can be won, United States Senate with the leadership of President Biden, but they understand the connections to the fact that Texas has a minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. It's the least insured state in the country, which means that folks are dying of diabetes and, and the flu and curable cancers because they just cannot see a doctor. So if we want to fix these things, people have to be able to vote. And, and Texans understand that. It's why all of us support those legislators who are willing to put all of it on the line for all of us. 
but I'm looking at the front page tonight of the Texas Tribune, and I'm going to read you the headline, which is, in a major upset against a candidate backed by Donald Trump, Jake Elsey wins runoff for Fort Worth area congressional seat. Online radio at its best. Luke chapter 6 verse 45 says, The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. The Amplified translation for this verse says, The intrinsically good man produces what is good and honorable and moral out of the good treasure stored in his heart. And the intrinsically evil man produces what is wicked and depraved out of the evil in his heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. What we say reveals what's in our heart. The words that we speak reveal the contents of our hearts. And so the question is, what's coming out of your mouth? What have you stored in your heart? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if God's word is what's stored in your heart, then inevitably, your words will reflect that. Have you ever wondered why people can recite the lyrics to a song that came out years ago but they can't seem to recite more than three Bible verses. It's all to do with what's in the heart. So we should be mindful of what we are feeding on, what we are dwelling and meditating on. What are you consuming for your heart? Is it the Word of God? Or is it worldly entertainment? Because that will be reflected when you speak. Welcome in 347-850-1272. It is the serious side of the J. Rao Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. It's best. Of course, I'm J. Rao. I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the very best in the business. Vanessa May Bell is in the house. Jackie is here as well. And my main man, Mr. Elias, is here. Good morning, one and all. Good morning, Vanessa. Welcome into the show. How's your Sunday going so far? It is first Sunday, and I'm excited to actually go into the house of the Lord and take communion. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jackie is in the place to be, probably on her way to the house of the Lord as well. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing? Doing outstanding. Good morning, Thank Jackie. You so much. And Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house. The man who used the first and last word. Hello, sir. How are you? Well, good morning. Good morning to you, my brother. And good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Mariana Music. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. 
number is 347-850-1272. And as we always do, we take a few minutes of personal privilege to kind of rap and clap about some things amongst ourselves. And one thing that we're not going to cover this morning on the show, but I'd be remiss if we did not even mention it, uh, the moratorium uh, expired uh, at midnight for people who are renting. So probably beginning tomorrow, folks will be evicted. And Mr. Elias, man, you know, when I think about some of this stuff, I just don't understand how a government that's voted for the people, uh, I mean, by the people, for the people, can sit back and allow things like this to happen, especially the GOP members, man. It's just it's a sad situation. Well, well my brother, it, it's all about that dollar-dollar bill, y'all. So, look, man, the, the rich people pour money into the Republican Party. And they control the Republican Party. They they control they they control rich people control the government. Let I me mean, let's just be honest. They control both sides of the government. And if this is what they want, this is what they this is what the, the, the senators and the congressmen are going to vote for. So let's call it what it is. They don't have a heart for people. They don't they don't serve the people. They serve the very rich. And you know anybody that thinks that they don't serve the very rich is really fooling themselves. But let's, let's take a few minutes to dissect this, and I'm sorry if I'm hearing, I'm hearing some feedback, so hopefully it's not me. Let's, let's dissect this a little bit, though, Mr. Elias. When we, I mean, you're a landlord. I mean, can landlords, let's look at it through their perspective. I mean, if they, how can they survive if they're not getting money for properties that they apparently have to pay taxes on and pay rent on or whatever the case may be, depending on the situation? I mean, you tell me from your lens, because, you know, you have folks that rent property from you. How are you managing to deal with this throughout this uh, pandemic? Look, man, first and foremost, uh, when this thing first started out for the month of uh, March and April, I forgave these people's rent. I told them they had to pay no rent. And, you know, that's just how I felt about it because they, these people were nurses that I rent to, and some of them fell ill. One of them fell ill to the COVID. So, you know, what was I supposed to do? You know, and then the other ones have children. So, hey, man, you know, sometimes sometimes the greater good, you know, sometimes you got to sacrifice, man. And trust me, it was a sacrifice, but I made it through, you know, and I don't have half the money. I'm sorry, I don't have a, a, a teaspoon of the money that some of these rich folks have, so, you know, trust me. And my one of my runners, is she's, she's a couple months behind still. But, hey, you know, am I going to throw her, her and her kids out? She has three three babies, man. Am I, am I going to throw them out? No, I'm not going to, because that's just not in my heart. I wasn't raised that way. What about you, Vanessa? I mean, you have rental properties and stuff like that. How are you coping with uh, this whole situation? Well, uh, yeah, our tenants kept their jobs. And they're truck drivers. They have good jobs. Um, So his wife works uh, in the medical center uh, uh, as a a shuttle driver, but I don't know if she was working during COVID. But um, what I did was they continued to pay rent because I unfortunately live off of my rent. Um, and my people right. who are in my house make decent money. Uh, so what I did was I locked their rent down for another, well, he had an 18-month lease, and he had been in there for about five years. So I just told him in April or March, don't even worry about his rental increase because his contract was up. So actually, September, 
first, his rent will go up because now that means two years and two months or something like that, that his rent has remained the same and has not increased. Um, so it's not going up a lot, but it's going up. And hopefully uh, between him working, his wife working, and they didn't got enough stimulus money to pay for a car, uh, that uh, he can, I mean, you know, if we take the up $50 or $40 or whatever I decide to do, he should be okay and he should be prepared for that because he knew that his lease was going to change in September and he's still working, so he ain't missed a, he ain't missed a check. So, and uh, the other house is the same. So, uh, yeah. I just been a good landlord. I mean, if they call me and say something broke, bam, I got somebody there because I got people on call. They never have any problems with me. I'm not a slumlord. But no, I can't I can't have people staying free in my house because I can't afford to do that. I live off my money. Yeah. And your situation is, is the fact that, like you said, you're fortunate to have people who have, you know, and I consider it a blessing that they still have their jobs and able to maintain their lifestyle. So it looks like it it doesn't affect you. But it but if that case did happen, it sounds like, uh, you know, uh, that would be a situation that you'd have to make a decision on. But, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking that yeah, the government, the government, in my opinion, I thought the government was. Uh, you know, uh, supplying some type of uh, uh, money to supplement, but I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not aware of the situation. Uh, maybe I'll do some research and get more educated on it. All right, three four seven eight five one one two seven two. Go ahead, Mister. Oh, they were okay. They were provided assistance for these they people. Were. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. Good. So, yeah. all right. Okay. All right. So apparently, it's not as much as it would be if they were paying their full rent. But I don't know. Like I said, I have no idea. But but hopefully uh, the government. I guess my bigger point here is that the government. You know, these people go home, but they don't really give a damn about folks who are in situations where they're struggling, and it's just a damn shame. And I just can't understand it. And we're talking about the GOP. It is what it is. All right. Um, we'll talk about Simone Biles a little later in the show uh, when we do our introductory part, or when we say good morning again to you. In the meantime, it's time to get you caught up with NPR News. It's the uh, serious side of the Jay Ross Show, Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We have a lot to get into, so without any further ado, let's get the show started. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Amy Held. U.S. COVID cases are back up to highs last seen over the winter. The CDC has called this stage a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Around 40% of the eligible U.S. population is still not fully vaccinated. Children younger than 12 can't get the shot. And they're looking at starting their third school year of the pandemic. But UCSF infectious disease specialist Dr. Peter Chin Hong says they should feel safe in school. So you start off by not having a lot of biological reasons for the kids to get infected. You layer on protections of masks. It you know, makes for a very safe environment. The San Francisco Bay Area is pledging this school year will be less disruptive, no virtual learning. For the first time in the pandemic, American tourists will be welcomed back to Britain beginning tomorrow. Vicki Barker has more from London. Beginning 4 a.m. local time on Monday, Americans with a negative test and who are two weeks past their final shot of any of the COVID vaccines approved in the U.S. or EU will be able to enter England, Scotland, and Wales without having to self-isolate for 10 days. British tourism officials have welcomed the move. The absence of American tourists and the roughly $4 billion they spend each year has hit the industry hard. 
What's not yet clear is how many Americans will want to book that last-minute UK holiday. Although new COVID cases have been falling in Britain, the U.S. government continues to strongly advise against travel here owing to the prevalence of the highly contagious Delta variant. For NPR News, I'm Vicki Barker in London. Nearly 90 major wildfires are burning in 13 western states. NPR's Dustin Jones reports officials say it may take weeks, if not months, to contain the two biggest blazes. The bootleg fire burning in southern Oregon is the largest wildfire in the country right now. It's slightly smaller than the city of Houston, and despite more than 1,900 personnel working to combat the blaze, officials say it may take two months to contain it. The nation's second largest wildfire is in northern California. The Dixie Fire is about the size of San Diego, and it only 24% contains the three times number of boots on the ground. Officials hope to have it under control by mid-August. The National Interagency Fire Center is predicting things will get worse before they get any better. Most of the West faces significant drought conditions, and above-average fire conditions are expected to continue through August and September. Dustin Jones, NPR News. U.S. gymnast Sunisa Lee, the Olympic all-around champion, has won bronze today on the uneven bars in Tokyo. Michaela Skinner won silver on the vault. She stepped in to replace Simone Biles, to whom she dedicated her medal. Biles has not competed since withdrawing from the women's team final last week to deal with a mental block. Just one event remains for her to decide on whether to compete in Tuesday's balance beam final. You're listening to NPR News. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. What happened? I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them and the people in this room. But too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, You hear that, guys? This nigger voted for Joe Biden. No one had ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It's a serious thought in the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Online radio at its best. An emotional hearing this week in which police officers attacked in the Capitol riot testified before a House Select Committee investigating the events of January 6th turned more Americans against the need for the probe, according to a morning consult poll. Among voters of all parties, 53% supported the investigation, down from 66% in June and 58% just a week ago. Four out of five Democrats were in favor, while only a quarter of Republicans were, and half of independents. Only 49% of those polled said that they had watched all or even part of the committee hearing that dominated the news cycle on Tuesday. Let's start right there. Uh, 
when we I watched the events obviously that happened uh, the four officers who testified before the committee and it just it was something you know you can watch these images and watch the videos over and over and over and over again but yet still it's like when you watch it or see another angle of what happened from a different perspective it really it's like you watched it for the first time and the gut punch still hurts because just think these people are trying to take over democracy they rush the capital of the United States of America and the GOP wants to act as if nothing happened let's tell yes man um, we always start with you first you get the first and last word when we did you have an opportunity to take a look at the testimonies of the officers that stood before Congress and stood before that committee and talked about the events and things that they experienced on that day. And it is your mic, Mr. Elias, that's having that feedback. So maybe we can fix that uh, during the break. But Mr. Elias, just give me your thoughts on what you saw and how the GOP senior leadership, while these officers were testifying, they were on the steps of Capitol Hill holding some type of presser to really try to find ways to blame Nancy Pelosi for what happened on January 6th. Your thoughts, please. Hey, man, look, these people are despicable. These are the same people that held how many uh, hearings from Benghazi? Come on, man, let's let's just be honest, man, about the whole thing. I can't remember this clown's name who was barricading the door that said, uh, if you if you look, this looks like... I think his name is Gorman. Uh, yeah, doing, Gorman. Is that, yeah. is that his name, Gorman? Yeah. yeah. He, uh, yeah. He, he, he doubled down on the thing. Hey, that's exactly what I said. Dude, look, man. And these police officers, they, these are supposed to be the people for the police officers, right? GOP are the party of the police officers. Now now they're not. Now they all, all of a sudden, they, they are all against being... You know, the police officers lied, they, they're, they're, they're left-wingers, they're this, they're that, they're this, they're that. And, and, and one, of the, one, of the, uh, one of the police officers is a Republican, and he's disgusted by what they're doing. Come on, man, let's just be honest. Be honest and have a, 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 a legitimate probe into what happened on January 6th, because God knows you spent you millions and millions of dollars on Benghazi. But you don't want to even investigate this. Uh, your own homegrown terror, and they aren't terrorists. I don't care how people say it. These people were terrorists. They have stormed the Capitol and they attacked police officers. These are terrorists. So for somebody to sit there and say they're not, they're lying. You are a liar. And 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 they don't even. They, and then did you hear after that the the one uh, uh, floor? Uh, I think his name was Floor Nate. He got he got a, a call from somebody cussing him out, calling him all kind of name, derogatory names. And, and instead of these celebrating these people, they won't even celebrate these people. They will not celebrate these police officers. They, I mean, it just it was it was disgusting to hear this this guy that guy say you're you're going for an Oscar. You have, it, it was just disgusting, man. It was disgusting, and for anybody to sit there and and say that they are for police officers. I never want to hear that come out of Republicans' mouth ever again in life. You're liars. You know, it's amazing, Vanessa, watching them stand in front of microphones with straight faces 
and spew the lies that they have been spewing about not only the election being stolen, you know, um, the fact that nothing really happened. The same Republicans who stood up in the chamber uh, after, immediately after the insurrection and said, said you know, Donald Trump was to blame. Uh, at the time, uh, Mitch McConnell stood in the chambers and said, hey, the president had everything in the world uh, to do with what happened. Even his lapdog, uh, the, the Senate, the uh, House Minority Leader, he's saying the same thing. Kevin McCartney, he sat here and said that Trump had something to do with it. Now they're playing this thing that they're trying to blame Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, Vanessa, when Trump stood in front of the White House and told people, come on, let's march down to the to the Capitol, and I'll be there with you. You heard a lot of the insurrectionists, uh, Mr. Elias, I like your term, the terrorists, say to Capitol Police officers who were trying to fend them back that our president sent us here. You are disobeying lawful orders, and they're trying to put the blame at the feet of Nancy Pelosi. Give me your thoughts on this. <laughs> If Nancy Pelosi had something to do with it, number one, why wasn't Nancy invited to the party under the tent that Trump was throwing? And two, why would she have somebody go to her office and steal confidential documents off of her desk? And three, why yeah, put their foot on their desk, on the desk? And why would she have somebody walking around saying, where's Nancy's office? Where's Mike Pence? Where's Pence at? Oh, please. When it was on the other day and the police officer was crying about what he did, it was on TV, and I personally had to leave the room, change the channel, because that kind of stuff makes me angry and it makes me mad at white people. And didn't put say black lives or has something to do with it makes me even matter. So um, I just didn't listen to all of it because it's a bunch of BS and only stupid people and narrow-minded, naive people would actually believe what they are saying at this time. And when I turned on the TV sometime last week at 2 or 4 o'clock in the morning and OAN was on, and I well, I was clipping channels, and OAN was on. I um, I heard them say that Black Lives Matter had something to do with it. So you know, which is a, which is a lie because I, if it was Black Lives Matter, they would be all in on an investigating. Honey, if it so was Black they, Lives Matter, then they would have all been shot down with machine guns. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They would have been shot down with machine guns. So I I personally don't think that educated white people that are smart and got any kind of sense is believing some of that nonsense. It is the ignorant um, people trying to change it and sway it. There's no talk about it on Facebook. Um, And then you got these stupid Republicans who are following behind 
trunk and not wanting to enforce masks and you got the Delta and you got the viruses coming up and they all trying to follow Trump. They're going to kill this country. They're going to kill this country not trying to try to act like him. They really are. They really are. Yep. So uh, Texas might not shut down, Jay, but I do look for some changes with what's going to be happening, like maybe the rodeo or something's going to get shut down because COVID is getting real all over the country and nobody's really doing anything about it in the Republican Party. Yeah, and we're definitely going to have that full conversation about COVID during our next segment. You know, let, let me, you know, Rich, Rich sister Jackie, um, what we've experienced watching what happened on January 6th, what some of the members of Congress experienced in the halls of one of the pillars of our democracy, the fact that you have Republicans not taking this seriously, the fact that Republicans are trying to say, oh, it was just an incident, the fact that they continue to try to blame Antifa and Black Lives Matter is completely dangerous because there are some deranged people out there who will say, let's go after these folks. Let's go get them because they're the real reasons. And when you when you see some of these crack reporters stick a microphone in front of some of these people's faces, it's it's scary. It's scary because it's like these are normal folks that you would see at a supermarket, folks that you will encounter at Walmart or just if you're out and about having friendly conversations at a bowling alley, whatever. You these they look like those folks. But then when you put a mic in front of them and they're at one of their, you know, rallying points, a Trump rally or wherever they are supporting that idiot, they just spew all this nonsense. And you're saying, oh, my God, how can someone who's intelligent make these accusations about voter fraud when uh, – it's it's amazing to me. What say you, Jackie? It's just it's, – it's, uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, I, it's scary. It's, it's very, very scary. <laughs> I, I mean, but they're, they're amongst us, you know, and like I said, it ain't like uh, this is something new. Like I said, racism didn't just appear back. Like I said, it was, it's been sitting in a cauldron until, oh, well, the right person stir it all back up again. So I, yeah, because you don't know. I mean, people that you go to work with every day and see on the street, you know, they're amongst them. They really are, and and it's it's well, we keep saying it's shocking, but I guess is it really shocking? What, what I say all the. What I say, what I saw say all the time, the the, the Ku Klux Klan have kids too, meaning that racism is taught. It is a taught behavior, and why you still have these kind of people who think like that? Hello, they have kids, but, but, and what but do you don't think? Don't we have to be careful? But Jackie, don't we have to be careful when we say racism? Because I know folks who are not racist. 
and they supported this man. I know folks who have adopted black kids and supported this man. I know people who will give, and it's funny because they are starch Republicans, but they will go out of their way. I know a family, for example, raised thousands and thousands of dollars for this poor Hispanic family, and the lady was crying. She wanted them to have a Christmas and did all these things, and they supported Trump. So they're not racist. It's it's like, but but I guess from our perspective, we can say, well, if you support this racist bastard, then you're racist. Is that fair? Because I know a lot of people who voted for Trump who are not racist, and I'm willing to bet everything I own on that. Uh, well, I mean, well, I I understand what you're saying, but <laughs> I mm. Well, mm. I, I get it. I get it. I understand it, Mr. Elias. I hear. I, I know what you're about to say. Go ahead and say it, because I know what you're about to say. But go ahead. I was no, muted. This, I don't know what you're talking about. But this what I was Oh, the smartest man in the world has stuck up in this place. Well, hold on, man. Let me give you your let, let, let me give you your proper introduction. The smartest man in the world has graced us with his presence. The one and only Mr. Jerome Spree, who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need to know basis. Jerome, uh, good morning, man, and welcome in. Floor is yours, sir. Hey, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Jerome. Hey, good, good morning. morning. Yes, sir. What's up, LS? Yeah. So I just wanted to jump in. I know before you asked me a question, because you asked that question, I know you were really serious in asking the question and saying, you know people who weren't racist who voted for him. I beg right. to differ that they're not okay. racist. I am going to tell you that they're not racist to you, right? Ah, so, okay. I, yeah, I get, this, I get this question all the time, right, like, like just generally in life. And I know, again, I know a bunch of racist people. Just because they're not racist to me, I've seen them oppress other people of color, like just generally, right, just from a distance. And I realize that that's a part of what privilege is. That's a part of what being a colonizer is, right, that you're picking and choosing what people you need to interact with so you can have an understanding of what's going on in different communities. They don't, white folks, I don't think, like to just isolate themselves amongst white folks, not all the time but they still like to think that they're better than you, right? So even if they think that you are on their level or that they can relate to you, they're not realizing that as a black person you are bilingual. It doesn't mean that they are, right? And so you can have biased tendencies and be racist and have a black friend adopt a black kid because you're raising them like white folks, right? You want them to assimilate you in your culture or whatever you think your culture is, without having the responsibility of understanding that they are not you. That can still make you very racist. And that's why when people say, I voted for Trump, but it was for financial, that is bull. Your finances were just as good under Obama than they were Trump. That dude redistributed money from one side to the other, and you like the fact that poor people or people who don't have political connections actually being alienated. There's something in you that actually makes you feel comfortable with having a disparity between classes. So whether you're admitting that or not is not my business, but at the same time, we have to stop making excuses for people who are looking at the world that way. Let me ask you, you a question. I say I'm not racist, but I voted mm-hmm. for the racist guy. 
I am not a Nazi, but I support the Nazi Party. You okay, are well, let me. You are the same guy. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask. But let me ask you this, Jerome, yeah. before you finish your thought. Uh, there are. This is what people don't understand, and this is why what I don't get. And we talk about it all the time on the show. How people vote against their against their interests. There are more poor white folks in this country than there are black folks. So, so no how doubt. can these people who are poor white folks support this? I mean, it's like it, it, I don't really get it. Difference. I, I don't get it. I just, yeah, I guess I, I don't. I don't understand it. I, I don't understand how you vote for people who are trying to keep you down. Well, here, here's the thing. So when you okay, so when your impression of the world is the same, and remember, we export racism or the 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 concept of racism like we do blue jeans in this country. Other people are racist okay. because of the United States, like Hitler studied, you know, um, how they did, you know. Segregation, how how slavery worked and stuff. Actually, when he started, right? He studied the American okay. way of oppression before he did what he did. Like he studied of this country. So I'll tell you this: that even being poor, uh, it, it's not a money thing that makes you racist. It is the the ability to um, absorb all of the programming that makes you racist. Like for example. Again, you can watch any movie. I don't care if it's Guardian of the Galaxy, Die Hard, anything where some um, non-educated, um, hot-headed white guy saves the world. It's like the smart people don't okay. matter. You can be an ass and end up saving the world. And so you have enough programming that – and watch any archetype of any movie. And I know after the pandemic, all we see now is zombie, vampire, witchcraft movies. And that's for a reason, too. But I'll go into that later. But at the same time, if you have enough programming that way, you will believe that you're better than anybody, even if you are poor. Because that is the archetype of most of those movies. Right? So the the nerdy guy gets the girl. The 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 pretty girl is not interested in the guy who has the wealth and stuff. He goes she goes for the guy at the end. Who's just an ordinary nerdy guy? Archetype plays over in the white community. We don't see it because we're just watching their stuff, and sometimes we don't apply it class-wise. But they do to some degree, right? So you'll watch right now. Once the guy gets rich, Anna Nicole will will step out and marry your butt as a billionaire. So you're not really worried about classism opposed to um, you can marry up. So their community looks at that a little bit differently. So when it when it comes to poor people, and I'm just saying this is across the board. I know this is generalization. So when it comes to white folks, that they not, don't necessarily take their own circumstances in consideration because hate is a whole lot stronger. That's why Republicans always talk about somebody stealing something from them, and now you got resentment and anger. The news feed that narrative so much that even poor white folks are like, yeah, it is the Mexicans that's taking us. You're like, you're not going to work in the fields and go pick lettuce all day, but it is them, right? 
they're, okay. they're walking around with no shoes on, but you still think that they are your problem for you not succeeding. So it's easy for poor people to believe that it was somebody else that held them down, opposed to looking at people who look like them from holding them down. Hmm. Right? Okay. So even in the Republican Party, the party part, they can believe that the Democrats, like Nancy Pelosi, I don't know why she's made the queen of the boogeyman for, for Republicans, but it's like saying Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are stopping you from getting rich. You know why white folks can believe that? Because it is a it, it says that somebody else did it, not us. Now, we want to cut your Social Security and all of that stuff. We don't want you to have no income tax credit and stuff. Like, we're going to give you nothing, but it's Nancy Pelosi that did that. And the reason that works is because the impression of the Democrats is that they're helping minorities, black women, and gay folks, and LGBT. Like, that plays to poor white folks. It's just other people. It's the definition yeah. of what racism is. Yeah. Wow, good stuff. All right, 347850. Yes. Go ahead, man. Finish it off real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, they don't like quick. Nancy Pelosi because they, they assume that the black that the black and minority communities are Democrats and that racism plays more than it does their own personal finance. They don't care. There it is. All right. Uh, in this week's edition of Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. Civil rights icon Bob Moses died last week at the age of eighty six. MSNBC's Chris Hayes remembers the life of this fairly unknown civil rights giant. It's convener time. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rowell Show. In the 1960s, the state of Mississippi is probably the place among the states of the old Confederacy where the grip of white supremacist tyranny was its very strongest. There is no state with a record that approaches that of Mississippi in inhumanity, murder, brutality, and racial hatred. It is absolutely at the bottom of the list. Because of that, a lot of the, the main civil rights organizations thought that it was terrain that was too difficult difficult uh, to, to sow the seeds of, of equality in. They were starting in other places. But there were workers, civil rights workers in Mississippi, incredibly brave activists and organizers who began to attempt to push for black equality in Mississippi, as others had done across other states in the South. And when they did so, the forces of violent oppression came down especially hard in Mississippi. Now, while this is happening up in New York City, a 25-year-old math teacher at a private school in the Bronx was reading about this all and just felt compelled to get involved. And so he quit his job, he went down to Mississippi, and there he found out that he not only had a talent for math and education, but also had this incredible talent for organizing, for talking to folks, for mobilizing. His name was Bob Moses. And in 1964, this soft-spoken math teacher with a master's degree in philosophy from Harvard would become the principal organizer of the Freedom Summer Project, an effort to dislodge the state of tyranny by initiating voter registration drives. We hope to, to send into Mississippi this summer upwards of 1,000 teachers, ministers, lawyers, and students from all around the country who will engage in what we're calling Freedom Schools, community center programs, 
voter registration activity, research work, work in the white communities, and in general, a, a, a program designed to open up Mississippi to the country. People did come, and so did the violence to meet them. In the summer of 1964 alone, Mississippi journalist Jerry Mitchell reports Klansmen had killed six people, shot 35 others, and beaten another 80. The homes, businesses, and churches of 68 Mississippians associated with the Civil Rights Movement were firebombed. Now, the FBI at the time offered zero protection, essentially washing their hands of the whole thing. We most certainly do not and will not give protection to civil rights workers. In the first place, the FBI is not a police organization. It's purely an investigative organization. And the protection of individual citizens, either natives of the state or coming into the state, is a matter for the local authorities. The FBI will not participate in any such protection. Now, this was the summer that, infamously, three freedom workers had come from the north, um, two white, one black, disappeared from a Mississippi jail. Their bodies were discovered weeks later in a dam. Now, Bob Moses had to warn young people coming down that what they were doing was an attempt to unseat a comprehensive system of violence that would not cede its authority without more violence. We had to tell the students what we thought was going on because if, in fact, anyone is arrested and then taken out of the jail, uh, then the chances that they are alive is just almost zero. And we had to confront the students with that before they went down, uh, because they now had, the ball game was changed. Basically, come on down to Mississippi where the Klan will try to murder you. They just murdered three people who came to do what you are doing. Now, Moses himself would face all kinds of terror intimidation. At one point, during a voter registration drive, a sheriff cousin bashed Mr. Moses' head in with a knife handle. Bleeding, he kept going, staggering up the steps of a courthouse to register a couple of black farmers. Another time, three Klansmen shot at a car in which Moses was a passenger. He cradled the bleeding driver and managed to bring the careening car to a stop. Bob Moses would eventually gain a reputation as one of the most masterful organizers in the entire movement, but the, the notoriety became too much for him. And in fact, he eventually just stepped away from it. He went back to Harvard to continue working toward a PhD in the philosophy of mathematics, and he would go on later to launch this incredible initiative called the Algebra Project, which he described as a five-step philosophy of teaching, particularly teaching math literacy to both urban and rural communities. There are other names that come to mind when we think of the civil rights pantheon, right? Dr. King, John Lewis, Fannie Lou Hamer. Moses never entered that pantheon in terms of fame, but he is every bit as much a legend of the movement. Online radio at its best. As Americans face infection and hospitalization at a staggering rate, tonight new findings from the CDC say the war has changed in the battle against COVID. New data made public today likens the Delta variant spread to the chickenpox. As the virus leaves person to person, it's more contagious than the common cold, likely triggering more severe disease than previously known the Delta strain is also infecting the vaccinated at higher rates as they carry 
similar viral loads in their nose and throat as the unvaccinated. And while they too may easily spread the virus, the inoculated are rarely hospitalized. The message is not that the vaccines aren't working. The message is not enough people are getting them. The efficacy of a vaccine that isn't given is exactly 0%. Despite the spike in cases, it's important to remember we are nowhere near last winter's surge in cases or the daily death count. Still, with the new data providing some concrete numbers on breakthrough infections, the concerning findings are why the CDC called for the vaccinated to also wear masks indoors in high-risk communities earlier this week. But scientists recommended the CDC go further, saying universal masking is essential. Welcome back in, 347 is 48 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious sound of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Uh, the Delta variant of the coronavirus appears to cause more severe illness than earlier variants and spread as easily as chickenpox, according to an internal federal health document that argues officials must acknowledge the war has changed. The document is an internal slide presentation shared within the CDC and obtained by the Washington Post. It captures the struggle of the nation's top public health agency to pursue uh, or to persuade, to persuade, I should say, the public to embrace vaccination and prevention measures, including masking, uh, as cases urge and surge across the United States, as the research suggested that vaccinated people can spread the virus as well. Uh, let's start right there, and I know that this is something that Vanessa cares about because, you know, Vanessa's told us on many occasions of of how, you know, she is a person that needs to be extra careful because of her health situation of the of the coronavirus. But this new Delta variant, Vanessa, is very, 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 very dangerous. And so let me ask you this question. Um, do you think that the government, and I'm going to say the Biden administration, bundled the response to this thing? What I mean by that, the messaging on this. Because, you know, Last month, we were saying, hey, if you have, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask anymore. Now, all of a sudden, we're saying, wait a minute, ain't wrong, we do need to wear a mask. And not only non-vaccinated people need to wear a mask, but people who are vaccinated, you need to put your mask back on. And some folks are saying, God dang it, man, I'm tired of all this. Give me your thoughts on this, Vanessa. Uh, I don't think he bundled it back then. I think that they have screwed it up now. Because I I get so sick and tired. I'm sure let's see these nasty comments on my page when I say, y'all need to get vaccinated. And then my niece of all people gets on there and goes, well, the vaccinated people are still catching COVID, and then here I am trying to explain to their dumbasses that even though you have the vaccination, you still can catch it, but I probably won't die from it. So, you know, I, Bobby says, Vanessa, you know, just let it go. If they decide they don't want to be vaccinated, it's their personal deal, and we don't have to be around them, and we don't. And, you know, so to say this, yes, I am concerned. Have I slowed down on my traveling? No. You know, 
know why? Because we don't never take our mask off unless we're taking a picture. If we ain't taking a picture, our mask is on. Even if we're somewhere and nobody's around us, it's like, Bobby, you can take your mask down. He's gone. Uh-uh, this stuff might be airborne. I'm not taking my mask down. So you know what? It's I know. Uh-uh, I'm not taking it down. So, you know, we're getting on cruise ship next week. I won't be here next Sunday. But it's 95% vaccinated on the ship. So if it is something on the and they're making us prove it. So if it is somebody that has it, it's going to be those 5% children that are not getting vaccinated that's going to pass it because it's only 5% that's not vaccinated, and those are children. And that's because children under 12 don't have to be vaccinated. So these parents, these people, the, the ones that's not vaccinated, I know it is your decision. But when they start shutting down stores and Walmart has said that a Friday, you're going to have to start wearing a mask as employees and in their store, regardless of what Abbott says, y'all are the ones that spreading it to us. Y'all catching it. My daughter lives across the street, not vaccinated, stupid, educated person, has a parent, two parents that are seniors, one is sickly, and she still ain't vaccinated. And then she didn't want to tell me yesterday that she was around somebody that had it, so she's got to isolate for three days. Or she can't be around anybody close up. So I just looked at her like, really? You still don't want to get vaccinated? Really? So, yeah. I mean, you got these kids that's in their 30s that will not go get vaccinated. And there's children that won't go get What is that noise? I think it's Jackie. Hello? Well, we're, yeah, we're good. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So you got these people that are passing it, my daughter included, you know, catching colds or sinuses out there riding bicycles all over Las Vegas and Austin or whatever, and they're not vaccinated. I think it is insane. I think that it's the younger generation that is making it worse for us. I really do. And my daughter's one of them. My own child is one of them. You would think she would get vaccinated with two parents across the street. Well, no. You know, it's interesting, though, Vanessa, because, you know, we had this conversation, uh, I think, last week with, with Jackie. She, you know, she has uh, made the decision not to be vaccinated. Uh, I have uh, some friends that I've tried to have conversations with about it. It's just a personal choice. And some people will look at that and say, no, it's not a personal choice because, you know, you interact with people. And because of the fact that you won't get vaccinated, now you're putting me in a situation where I could possibly uh, – you know, catch something from you because you decide that, uh, you know, that you don't want to get vaccinated. And I guess on one hand, you have to respect that, right? That's the reason why we live in this great country, right, Vanessa, or no? But you're absolutely right, Jay. But then when this country shuts back down, those that are not vaccinated need to stay their asses in the house and not say nothing. Just shut up and stay in the house. Because it was your decision not to get vaccinated, not mine. So now you're telling me to stay in the house because the unvaccinated decided that they didn't want to get vaccinated. So that's why I just look at them like, see ya, I'm out. I'm gone. I was gone during COVID and I'll be gone this time. So I hope all the unvaccinated people stay in the house. 
Okay. Well, let's hear from one of those people. Jackie, uh, your thoughts on this new Delta variant that's running rampant and the fact that they're telling people who are vaccinated to start masking up again. Um, I doubt very seriously if you've changed your mind about being vaccinated, but just give me your thoughts on this on this surge in uh, uh, this new form of the uh, COVID virus. Uh, well, like I said, I, yes, I, I'm keeping up with it. And like I said, I'm doing fans vaccine. I'm doing everything in my power to protect myself. I'm wearing my masks. I'm getting my COVID test and properly social distancing, and, you know, that's what I will continue to do. And you live, Jackie, do you stay with, are you by yourself, or do you live with other people that uh, are senior or uh, you, I mean, like, my daughter doesn't live with me, so I can choose not to go over to her house and her not to come to mine. But if you stay in the same house with people that are seniors, who have, uh, uh, even if they don't have secondary uh, health issues, it's still, this is Vanessa, this ain't the, this ain't the J. Rowe show's fault, it's mine. I, oh, I know, I, yeah, I understand, and I'll explain, you know, I still live with family. Now, my father got the Moderna. He got the Moderna shot. And my mother, now, she was on the fence, but she decided to get, you know, to take a vaccine. I don't know when she's going to go, but she she was on the fence for a while, but she decided to take it. But like I said, okay, that's for them. You know, they're going to have their shots. Like I said, for me, I'm going to still continue to wear my mask. Like I said, I get COVID tests. Once in a while, I make sure to go once in a while, get a COVID test to make sure that, you know, that I stay negative. And, you know, like I said, I'm doing what I'm comfortable for right now for doing to protect myself and others. Let me ask you a question, Ms. Delias, because I've, uh, had, I've had these conversations with a number of people. And I've had folks get into just drop downright arguments about this, calling folks who are not vaccinated uh, just irresponsible because they share this planet with us. Is that would you, would you go as far as to call people who are not vaccinated irresponsible, or if you had an opportunity to, which probably people that are listening to the show are not vaccinated, so what would be your message to those who are even Jackie? Uh, who has made the decision that they're not going to do it? So two questions. Two two questions. Would you call them irresponsible? And second, what would be your response to people uh, who decide that they're not going to get the vaccination, especially knowing that, you know, and I still think this, Mr. Elias, and I think you and I agree with this. I think mother, before she passed away, I think mama had that. I mean, I don't think they knew what yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think she died of COVID. I really and truly believe that. Yeah, yeah she had all the symptoms of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. My mother had all the symptoms of COVID. So, yeah, she died from it. But, you know, when I call them irresponsible, no, I said that's their right not to get it. 
that is their right not to get it. Um, but also on the same token, if 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 I should contact contract the, the the virus and spread it to you and you die from it, I I had this conversation with a guy at work. Would I feel bad? I probably wouldn't. You know, because some some some, some people can't get the the vaccine because of medical conditions. I understand that. But if you're you're not getting it, it's, you're not getting it. That's, that's your choice not to get it. That's what that's just, that's the beautiful thing about this country. You have the right not to. So I would be a hypocrite to sit up here and say, well, you know, this and that, because I believe we have all have our freedoms. Just like I have my freedoms, you have yours too. So would I feel bad? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I promise. I promise you, I would. Because you, a lot of people I work are not getting it because they are quote unquote Trump supporters. And Trump, 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 Trump said that this, and Trump did this, and Trump said that. And I asked one of the guys, do you realize Trump got the vaccine, right? He said, no, he did not. I said, yes, he did. He got the vaccine right before he left the White House. It was quiet and it was closed. All of them have the vaccine. All of them. Yeah. All of them, Mr. Ellis. Just call them out. You know, freaking uh, yeah. the Santos, he has it. They have it. They, they, yeah. they sit here and play this stupid-ass yeah. game. Everybody on Fox mm-hmm. News has been vaccinated. They're freaking lying. Yeah. So they're going to sit here and yeah. yell at the top of their lungs about getting vaccinated, and all these bastards have been vaccinated. That's the hypocrisy mm-hmm. of all this nonsense. Get out of here with this yeah. mess, man. Call them for who they mm-hmm. are. But that's Tucker Carlson sits there with his bow tie every, every week talking about freaking the virus, but I bet you if you held his ass to a truth machine, he'd tell you, yeah, I got the damn shot. Stop it with this nonsense. Drill man, same question to you. Man. 95% of all people, right, hold on for one second, Jackie, and I'll let you finish it off. 95% of all people who have, who are dying right now are unvaccinated. They're unvaccinated. So, Jackie, go ahead and finish your thought, then Jerome, I want to get your comments on it. You know, I was just going to, while we were still on that line of you know, people who get angry. What is the anger about? Because if you made a clear, conscious decision for whatever reason to get the vaccine, and I, on the other hand, made a clear and conscious decision for whatever reason to not get it, what's the anger about? Ooh. See that See, you, me. That tells me somebody's <laughs> that tells me that somebody's decision wasn't so clear and wasn't so conscious. Ooh, okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on, 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 hold on. Jackie to open up a whole different can of worms with that one. I did what was right though. I don't get that. Something that has—I knew this was going to happen once you made that comment. I'm telling you, what is the anger? What is the well, anger? Well, let's do. Let's do. Let's do this. I'm going to take a look. I'm sorry, mute folks. I'm going to start muting people. Now let me do this. Let me. I'm gonna. 
let me do this. Let me get Jerome's response to this. Then I'm going to take a look at this lineup and see where I can save some time. Because I do think that what you just said has opened up a whole can of worms uh, about it. And I think it needs to be discussed. Do you understand, though? Well, well, I mean, I, well, I do, Jackie. I mean, Jackie, I do. If we Jack, both Jackie, made clear, conscious decisions to do, I, I understand, well, Jack. Do. I, I, I get it. You said that you don't understand oh why God. people are angry because maybe they didn't make a clear decision. So that kind of took a peg at I, me. I think that's what like, she's saying. Like anybody else who was vaccinated, like we didn't think it through when we got vaccinated. That's the way that I took that. Okay, tell you what. Okay, 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 calm down. All right, listen, Jerome, I have a minute left. Let me give you that minute, and then we're going to find some time to continue this conversation. Go ahead, Jerome. Uh, Let me talk to this real quick, sir, and I'm sorry, man. I'll let you guys finish your thoughts on that, but I just want to say really quickly when we had a conversation where people were saying how they don't understand why people are getting paid to get vaccinated, and I just want to say that this is that is a smart political move right so when you do that um, because i've advised people to do that um, for different things and when you know what your hospital cost is or like just say that one person is in the hospital cost cost 80 grand for example you already know that if the hospital cost for one person is 80 grand but your hospitals are filled up with about 200 people let's just take the 80 grand for example if you say hey you know what, we can get, you know, 8,000 people, well, not 8,000, but you can get 800 people or something vaccinated and just give them $100. That is one person that's not in the hospital, right? And you need to kind of do the math on that because it saves the state money. And so when people get really carried away about why do they pay people to do that, it's the same thing with welfare, right? They, I know in my area they've done a study before, and said, hey, when people fall out of school at junior high age, they go and can check the welfare rolls maybe 10 years later, and they can find some of those same people on welfare rolls or in jail. It costs about 40 grand to house somebody in jail. So you say, would I rather give them $5,000 a year on social services, or would we rather pay that that $40,000 a year to house that person in jail? It's math. So you make economic decisions. So to get people vaccinated, giving them $100 is nothing compared to the cost of housing or having one person in the hospital. So that's what they should do. That's good stuff. All right, tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to take a look. I'm going to do some adjustments. We're going to finish this conversation on the other side because COVID is important. I think it's a life or death situation. So we're going to make some adjustments here and try to get this in. Steve, I see you. We're going to try to get you in here, sir, as well. But obviously, priority go to the panelists. All right, it's the serious side. It's a Sunday. And uh, after this quick, uh, it's time for Mariana Music Scorner, Miss Delia's first edition. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll make time for it. We'll finish this conversation on the other side. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Wow. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition. From our children and grandparents to our veterans, co-workers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. 
And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction.
One, one of the things we got to think about is the Constitution, the 15th Amendment, says that no one, no state or entity can deny or abridge the right to vote. Congress swore to uphold the Constitution, not even popular opinion. But across this country, take for instance in West Virginia, 79% of West Virginians, 79% of West Virginia say to Manchin, you're wrong on this. You need to pass these expansive voting rights. You need to, to, to stop this filibuster because they know this is hurting all of us, black people, white people, brown people, native, LGBTQ community, the disabled, the rural communities. Look, we have an attack on this democracy, and we ought to be asking this question. Why don't you want people to vote? Why is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce trying to undermine the For the People's Act? Why is there money involved more than the U.S. United States Constitution? That's why we say to, to, to people in D.C., stand strong now. There are four things you've got to deal with. Access to the poll, gerrymandering, ethics, and money, so that we're not treating corporations like th- people and people like things. It's time for we, us to treat people like people and corporations like things and make sure we open up the ballot to everybody. Why don't you want people to vote? That's the question. We should want that in a democracy. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It is the serious side of the Jerry Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Okay, before the break, we, we got into a very uh, passionate, I would say, conversation about uh, vaccination. And so what we're going to do is we're going to definitely talk about voter rights. We're going to push that back to our next segment. We're going to probably knock one of the other segments off about it off the doctor for this morning because I think it's important. I mean, people are dying from COVID. And so if you are just tuning in right before the break, Jackie asked the question about, uh, asked why are people so, she used the word angry, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to substitute that word out and call it passionate about folks being vaccinated and not vaccinated. And she asked a legitimate question, I think. Um, And so let's try to take a few minutes to answer this question not sure what all this is. Um, take a few minutes to try to answer this question about it. And um, so let me just, let me start with me. Um, I am very passionate about it because of the fact that, you know, once again, you don't live on this earth by yourself, right? And so you have people out here who make the decision to do things uh, that will affect other folks. If you did something or made a decision about something that only has an effect on you, God bless you. But it's like you can't stand up in a crowded theater and yell bomb. There are certain things you can't do when you live, it, when you when you cohabitate with other folks, and when you share this space with other people. Then, and I think that's I think that's you, Jackie. I think that's your 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 line, because. Yeah, but I want to leave your mic open, so I'm going to ask you to control your mute from your device because I want you to be able to, to respond um, accordingly. Uh, but I don't want to mute you while we're talking because then you may want to try to jump in. So control your uh, if you can control your sound on your end, we would appreciate it. Um, let me. Okay, so so anyway, so that's my that's the reason for me. And I think that's why people are so passionate because, you know, if you go and give this, like you said, Ms. Delias, if you, if, you know, if, if, if you give this, this is something that, that is preventable. It's, it's preventable to, for the most part. And if people, if your decisions not to get vaccinated is because of, you know, medical reasons, you know, Jerome, we've talked about the Tuskegee uh, 
uh, experiment how some black folks are apprehensive because of what has happened in the past. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and she was like, she was not hearing nothing that I said about getting vaccinated. She didn't, Dr. Valky, he's a, you know, he could be lying. And I'm thinking, why would these people stand in front of you to lie about taking a virus when we're talking about trying to, it's like we're trying to, we're trying to convince you to try to help save your life. But, like we also talked about, huh? Because they've lied before. That's true. Right. And and so that's the dilemma, right? I mean, that's the dilemma that we're dealing with, right, Jerome? Well, but at the same time, you know, we we have to parse stuff, right? And so we need to know that things are coming from credible sources. And I think the way that um, this government just generally, and this is not the Biden administration, because the mixed signal came from the last administration. It was like it's not real, it's not this. And so people are hanging on to whatever beliefs that they want to believe right now. So I can tell you this, that, you know, I think I said this on the last show, is that if you've seen somebody be affected by COVID, you're going to get the vaccine. Because people who get the vaccine are not dying and being hospitalized. But that virus is real to the fact that people are dying and then having ailments, even if they don't die, even if they don't pass it to anybody else, people are having, like, um, um, nervous system issues. They're having other issues. And so, um, again, if it was something that they were just giving to black folks, I would not do it. I would not I'd be like, listen, we need to be careful when they're targeting stuff. But um, when you're in a pandemic, like when you see stuff happening worldwide in a pandemic, you need to do something. So it's just how you deliver a message. It has nothing to do with them being crazy or stupid. Or, those their issues are real. It was real that the government put radiation and Similac to see how that affects people and who would go to the hospital and who wouldn't. They did that in the black community, mainly. Like, so these things are real. And so it's how you explain it to folks in the community, and they need to get a different message. We're not white folks. So you cannot just tell us what you tell everybody else and then say, oh, I don't know why they're not getting it, and they're being dumb. They're not. This government has a tendency across the board of doing things to minority communities that it does not do to other people. They have a track record. So, again, it's just how you deliver the message, and you have to tell a different message if you want black folks to get vaccinated in particular. Now, why Tea Party people and all those folks don't get vaccinated is a whole other story, right? But it's a story about deception and how we look at the world because there are some people who have conspiracy theory in them for everything, and it's easy to manipulate people that does that. Like, we can't say there's some smart people who are not racist or smart people who are are not biased. Of course they are. You can know something. It doesn't make you wise because you're smart, right? You can know something cold and be an attorney or be, you know, um, a nuclear physicist and be racist and crazy. So we need to understand that there's different things that's playing out at the same time. And for those people who don't want to get vaccinated, you have to 
how you you have to explain it to them very differently about what that vaccination is and how what the efficacy rates are on them and what it means to not be vaccinated. That's what you have to explain to them. Because if you don't, you're just telling them to go get a shot because I'm telling you to, and that never works. Have you ever yeah, told a little kid to do something like, hey, don't don't touch that, and they look at you and touch it? That is in yeah. it. Yeah, you're right so about we, that. I agree. For different methods. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's. Uh, Steve's been home for a long time. Let me let me get Steve in here. Steve, man, good morning. Welcome to the Serious Side, man. What's on your mind here, real quick, Chief? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Steve has a solution to the problem, and I want Democrats to promote this uh, so uh, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated won't be warring with each other like I believe is coming in the future. Psychological. CDC certified cities with federal assistance for people to relocate so we can have the vaccinated in CDC certified cities that are sanitized, they're approved by the CDC. So we don't have that war. Now, for me personally, I've been into holistics for 14 years. When I saw autism in children and the MMR vaccines, Autism in children starting like in the mid nineties. That that's that's when I, as myself, personally believe vaccines are biological weapons. So everybody is different, but that would be the solution. Then you have Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. She's been researching vaccines for twenty years. She testified before Congress in the state of Ohio. She is saying, Hey, the vac- vaccines are deadly. He expects 60 to 70 percent to die from this vaccine within three years. Then the CDC report came out that 74 percent of new cases are from the vaccinated. That 74 percent of new cases are from the vaccinated people. So stuff's not lining up, but we need CDC certified cities so people will put their mind at ease if they can't afford to relocate, we need federal assistance so that we don't have a situation where a federal mandate comes and then civil war comes and, 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 and people start killing each other uh, in the streets over this situation. But that is my solution for America. CDC wow. certified cities, what say you? Well, I tell you what, uh, that's not the first time I've heard that, to be honest with you. Thanks, Steve. I've heard can this I, before. Can I? Yeah, go ahead, Jackie. Oh, oh, oh no, I, I'm sorry. I just wanted to, because I got to get ready to help, head off this setup. I'm just going to go ahead and respond. Let me um, make it very, very clear. I'm not trying to negate the seriousness of all this. I take this very, very, very seriously. But let's just face it, um, it has been a history that black people have been treated like guinea pigs. That's, that's, that's just a, a fact. <laughs> now, is this, now, is this Tuskegee the sequel? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just want to have, have the... You know, I want to, if I want to eventually take this vaccine, 
I just want to do it, be able to do it clarity. And I just don't feel like I have enough clarity yet. It just seems like things change from one minute to the next. First, the vaccine is helping. Then it's not. I mean, it's, there's, there's just the clarity. It's just changing because, I mean, this is new to everybody. And they're trying to figure it out as they go along. I can help you with this. I can help you with that part. Well, wait, wait. So I can wait, wait. Go ahead. Because the whole thing. Okay, so Jackie, I guess what I understand that you need clarity because of Tuskegee and what's put in it. And we don't know what's put in our food when we go to restaurants and somebody with COVID can spit it or not. So I get that. But what I am saying is, you said you made your decision with clarity. And you are all right with your decision. So does that mean that the people that are upset didn't have clarity when they took the vaccine, when they made the decision to take the vaccine? That's what your comment was that set me off. Whether you take but, that vaccine or not. Wait, Jackie, let me finish. I know you're going to go to church, but you didn't say it. So let me say, whether you take it or not, I don't care, Jackie. God bless you. I don't care. But don't say that I didn't have clarity when I made the decision to take it so that I wouldn't spread it. Now, if something happens and I end up dying from the vaccine, you know and I know that's God's will. And it, it, and that was way before me and you were thought of. So come on now, Christian. You know that if we were going to die from a vaccine, it was already set in stone. If we're going to die from COVID, it was already set in stone. So don't say that those of us who took it and we're not upset, that we're upset with the people who didn't take it, that we didn't have clarity. Don't say that because that's not true. Yeah. We are yeah. upset because I, we have seen people It just seems like we're getting, we're getting vilified. That's what you say. That's what you say. But we're getting vilified like we the very devil ourselves. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> you know, that's what it feels like on this end. Like, and we're getting vilified. I'm trying to sound like the devil. But my deal is, I mean. I mean, I just, do you understand okay, if you okay, made a clear. Okay. I, I just, I just, I guess I just don't understand it. If, if we both on our different sides made clear, conscious decisions. I just I just don't understand that. I'm not angry, Jackie, that you didn't take it. I'm angry at your comment. I'm not angry that you didn't take it because I don't care, even if my own family don't take it. My daughter about three. I don't care. But what I am saying is don't say I did not make a conscious decision what? and that I'm angry at the people who did not take it. Well, I wasn't I'm not saying angry. you specifically. I'm one of the ones that have had the vaccine that is vaccinated. And when you talk about people that are vaccinated, you're also talking about everybody on the panel that is vaccinated. All right, Jerome, you said uh-huh. you could help her with, uh, you can help Jackie with uh, her uh, dilemma. Why don't you yes, take I'm a crack just, at it? I'm not going to take it until I feel comfortable with it. I I would just suggest like what you said last week, 
If you take it, go to the white neighborhood. <laughs> Whatever they giving them, you get that. Right. I, I get what you're saying, and that's that. That was my point. You know, that I was making is that that when there's experiments, like when this stuff normally happens, where they're targeting, you know, different aspects, they do it in specific neighborhoods. They do it with certain batches of of um, vaccines or certain batches of um, placebos, opposed to giving people vaccinations. They do really figure that stuff out prior. And I, to my point is that you decide to do it, don't do it in the black community because that pro- there is some history to people experimenting on black people, right? So if you're if you're worried about that, I'm saying do it someplace else. But one the thing that I said that I want to that I can help with is the mixed messaging. The messaging is not really mixed, right? So if you look at it from, like, numerically, um, all the people who had um, vaccinations opposed to people who had COVID, people who are having vaccinations are not dying. Like, it's like 0.03% opposed to people who are unvaccinated, right? Those numbers are really, really clear. So the the thing that they miscalculated, or it must be the variant, is saying that the amount of the amount of um, COVID that you can have in your nose, like that sits there, may be at the same levels as an unvaccinated person. But you're not going to get sick and die and go to the hospital, but that the unvaccinated person probably would. And so there's no mixed messaging. It's like saying to someone, hey, you know what? Cold and flu season is not is not great, and then you have everybody spreading the cold and flu, and then you're saying, oh, they was wrong, it didn't go away, and it's like, yes, it mutates. So there's no absolute number that you can have that tells you when something is going to go away, opposed to when it's staying. Like we've had a very small number of cases of just general colds and flus over the last year because everybody had masks on. So nobody really got the cold or got flu, got the flu as bad. I mean, we lose about a couple hundred thousand people a year just from flu. We didn't lose any from flu symptoms. It was COVID, but they didn't get flu, right? So you don't go back and say, well, hey, I don't need a flu shot. Well, I wouldn't, I'd never get flu shots. But I was just going to say, you can't say that the flu does not exist anymore because everybody had masks on. So now that people are taking their masks off, now you have COVID, people are going to catch colds, and they're going to get the flu. And then the unvaccinated people are going to say, see, you don't know which one it is now. It's like, of course you don't. Like, we keep changing the conditions, which means the, the amount of people getting sick is going to change, the time in which you get sick is going to change, and you're going to probably get the cold opposed to, uh, well, the common cold is a COVID, Right. It may not be COVID-19, but it's going to be a COVID variant. And so if you get that and say, oh, nope, I just took some therapy and I'm good, you don't know the difference between having COVID and having a general common cold or the flu, or sometimes even in allergies. So I'm saying don't let their messaging mess with you because it is not their messaging that's the problem. It's that people are stagnant in their thinking when they expect somebody to say something and not to stay stagnant for the rest of your life. You can't do that. So when you're in government and you're trying to help massive amounts of people, 
and, and people are asking you questions about being more specific, the only thing we can tell you is be safe. And if you don't feel like taking a vaccine or, or getting vaccinated, you probably shouldn't. Your body reacts to stuff based upon what type of um, stress that you have in your body and what is going on with you internally. I had, you know, if I had a cold, I wouldn't go take no doggone vaccination. I wouldn't take no flu shot if I had a regular cold because I know my body is already beat down. So that decision is yours, but at the same time, um, I wouldn't put it off on the fact that um, other people getting the vaccination had something happen to them either. Like, you don't know those cases. And so in looking at this stuff, I'm just saying there's always a lot of variations in it. I would call somebody who I know and say, hey, you had the vaccination, how do you feel, right? Because your DNA makeup for another black person, for example, may be a little bit closer to what your reaction is going to be if you think that it's going to affect black people differently. Do your own survey. I would reach out to them, but I would not look at it as if they're just going to go poison everybody across the board because they're not going to poison all white folks the same. They're not going to poison them either, right? So even if I know how science works, and it can affect some populations different than others, but there's no evidence that black people have a different outcome than white folks with that vaccination. It's been, a long, it's been around long enough that we should have started seeing some variation of um, bad cases opposed to one group opposed to the other. And you, you don't see that and you don't hear that. And especially when you know that damn near, I know where I am, we have a rate in our county of something like they did a, a nursing home survey. And they found like that 90% in one nursing home, like in about four of them, they were all over 90% vaccination. Some of them were 100% vaccination. All them old folks ain't die, right? They're not in the emergency room from taking the vaccination. So we have really high population, especially in New York State. We're literally pretty much at about 70, almost 75% of vaccination across the board. And you don't find people massively passing out in New York State. That variance in New York City is because people travel through New York City a lot, and there's a mix of people and a bunch of people who are not vaccinated. So those numbers are fluctuating in New York City, but in our areas, it is moderate to low in all of these areas in other parts of the state because most people are vaccinated. And I shouldn't say most. I think it's about 70, 70 to 75 in most areas. And so... You know, I, again, I, in a in a in a spiritual sense, in a um, um, quantum mechanics physics kind of way, I always know how your mind works. When you know that you're not supposed to do something, don't do it. I don't care if somebody says it's good for you or bad for you. You have to feel comfortable with what you're doing, and you have to, you know, in Vanessa's way, you, you know, when you pray about something. Your mind actually affects the outcome of your body. So if you have fear of that vaccination, do not take it. You're going to probably have a bad outcome, calling that outcome into existence. But if you want to know the difference of those, I would reach out to someone who has um, been vaccinated, somebody in your family, right? You want to see if your DNA is mixing well with that stuff. Ask people in your family who's been vaccinated. You can actually genetically just – just do that little survey, find out how your genetic structure is working with a vaccination. Ask the people in your family. 
You know, my, I was just used to one time my uncle who had an aneurysm said to me, what does your mother use when she has headaches, like when she has any kind of pain? And I said Advil. She goes, okay, I can try that because the other stuff is not working, and it worked for him. He said, yeah, we have the, pretty much the same genetic makeup, so let me find out what my family is using. It's a smart way to go about it. Well, that's good stuff. Mr. Elias, we haven't heard from you on this, man. Go ahead, Give me your comments. It looks like uh, Momo Beast trying to get in, so we'll get her in next. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. Well, you know what, Jay, man, bottom line is we've all been vaccinated before, you know, and, you know, you know, polio, you know, and the vaccines have been around for God knows how long. And, uh, you know, polio, the polio vaccine eradicated polio. That, that you know, it, it's almost stomped out all over the world except for in Israel, and which they're getting the vaccine this year. So, hey, man, look, bottom line is my mother died from it. I've seen what happened with it. She started breathing heavy. On Friday, I went to go see her. We had a good conversation. Saturday, I went to go see her. She was breathing, couldn't breathe, could barely breathe. And then Sunday she passed away. So it didn't take long for her to it didn't take long for her to take her out. So I've seen it firsthand. So and I got frat brothers who uh one of them just got out the hospital. He was in the hospital six weeks. I had one that was in the hospital over two months. So I've seen firsthand what this thing can do. So you got you guys gotta decide what you want to do with yourself. I know what I had to do for me. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's bring in Momo BZ and uh, let's bring her in. Good morning, Momo. How are you? Oh, hey. Good morning. I'm okay. I'm fine. How's everybody? Good morning, Mama. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Look, I just I I just want to say. Um. Oh, wait a minute. Hello. I'm on the radio. Shut up. Yeah, I, we're listening. <laughs> I just no no I just, I just <laughs> look I talk like this everybody I just <laughs> I just want to say right there, I just want to say as far as the um COVID um I got on the line when Jackie was fussing out um oh and, and what's the name <laughs> when Vanessa was fussing out Jackie for having her own opinion but. <laughs> No, well, I wasn't touching Jackie for having her opinion. I was touching that Jackie for having an opinion about me. <laughs> okay, everybody calm down. Anyway, what I was going to say what, is, what? <laughs> look, I am a grown ass, I'm a grown woman, and I have two grown children. My son is 27, and my daughter is 20. And this is how it works around here. When I say take something, you take it. If I say don't take it, you don't take it. So a lot of people might have taken the shot because their parents said to take it, and a lot of people might not have taken it because their parents said don't take it. Sometimes you ain't got a choice. You do what the, your mother say to do, and that's how my family is ran. <laughs> Whatever I tell you to do, that's what you're going to do. If I say take it, you're going to take it. Now, my son, he's still in Florida, and I'm in New York now. So my daughter is with me in New York, so she didn't take it. My son went on about his business to take it because he said that his job told him he had to. Now, a lot of people in the workforce, their job are telling you you have to take it if you want to stay employed. So you have to do it. So sometimes it's not about a choice. It's, it's what's mandated. If you want to continue working here, you got to take this shot. Sometimes people got no choice but to do what whoever says to do. And I was like, what? 
He said, yeah, he told me to take it. And that's on him. He took it. He got sick for three days after. And he said he had to go take a second. I'm like, oh, you keep doing that all you want. Like, come on. Like, remember a couple of years ago, he almost got put out my house because he didn't want to go vote. I'm like, you got to vote. You can't stay up in here and not vote. <laughs> so, you know, simple stuff like that. So sometimes people don't know. They don't think. You know, sometimes, you know, people just do what they want to do. So it's not all the time about being educated about. Some people just do what their parents or whoever else tell them to do. And I I just like everybody got to do whatever. I didn't take the shot because I don't know what's in it. And you you could say, oh, you don't know what's in the flu shot. You don't know what's in none. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what's in none of that. And I didn't take none of that. I'm not taking no shots. The only shot I'm taking is in a glass. Thank you. Okay, you're not helping. You're not helping. <laughs> Wrap up so we can go. You're not helping with, with this. No, none of this you're saying is helping. I'm saying You're not helping. To each his own. Okay. That's my thing. To each his own. Everybody's grown. If you want to take it, take it. If you don't, don't. I say but, shut the uh, country down and let them stay in the house. Don't. Yeah, that's oh why I'm God. in the house. Anybody could ask you. I don't even leave the house. Because I don't want to get infected, and I if I didn't take the shot, and I don't want to go out there and get infected. And if people say, oh, you didn't take the shot? Like, looking at me, like, I'm carrying germs. Well, then get away from me. Look, yeah. I don't even want to come outside and be around you either. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much for your uh, You're comments quite welcome. there. <laughs> oh, oh, this show has gone off the rails. All right. So we're going to take a break. Jesus Christ. All right. Listen, in all fairness, as we wrap up this particular extended set, I think it was important for us to get into the conversation because, believe it or not, a lot of people do listen to what we say, which I still find that hard to believe to this day, that people actually tune in to hear what we have to say. But they do. And so I think it was important for us to have an extended conversation about something that is really I mean, it's going to a whole different level, and I can see why people are confused. I mean, listen, and 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 in fairness to Jackie, I don't want you to feel that we were trying to beat you up or anything like that. But those of us who walk this earth with you are concerned. We can't be isolated uh, from people who decide not to take the virus. But at the same time, I do understand why you may have reservations. You know, when Steve brought up this thing about having uh, cities, sanctuary cities or sanitized cities, I've actually seen that. Uh, I've seen that by uh, on different websites. I've seen people actually – I've heard people say that, and I'm like, wow, that's not too far-fetched. But this is a serious situation that we're dealing with, folks. This is no joke. I mean, over 600,000 people have died in America alone from this just horrible pandemic. And you have people like, and the one thing I will say to you all is stop being these folks. Stop listening to these, these freaking uh, liars on Fox News telling you not to do it. Governor DeSantos, I guarantee you he has had the damn shot. He hasn't. He's had the shot. So think about it. Someone telling you not to take something that they took. I guarantee you Governor Greg Abbott has had that damn shot. I guarantee you that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely he has. Yeah, he's had the shot. Donald Trump damn near died. You go back and look at the the reporting. They thought his ass was going to check out. They had to give him something that's not even available to the public to save his life. You know what that fool did? 
He came in, took his mask off just to prove a point. Think about how twisted your mind is after they gave you a freaking vaccine to save your damn life. <laughs> what do you do? You go and tell people, oh, don't take it. Come on, man. Y'all wake up and smell the coffee. We're going to step, step out take a break. We'll be right back after this. Good God, Jesus. Online radio at its best. Passion burning, causing rapture of laughter. Pressure building, falling faster. I told you that you rock my world I want you around me Would you let me call you my girl My girlfriend, my girlfriend Can give you the love you deserve Just say the word Baby, I got you Oh, baby, I got you
pass voter suppression bills to block minorities from voting, take back Congress, impeach President Biden. We refuse. We refuse to accept the end of the American experiment. We refuse to allow anti-democratic autocrats to steal our country. We choose to fight, and we will not lose. Join us. Three is that call-in number as we say good morning, but it's damn near time to say goodbye. But that's okay. We're glad to be here, and thank you so much. So it's time to say good morning, everyone, and say goodbye. So, Vanessa, good morning to you, and almost it's time to say goodbye. Good morning, Vanessa. <laughs> good morning, and y'all, have, yeah, and y'all have a great week because I'm almost at church. So uh, I need to pray um, for the country and pray for those that are vaccinated and those that are not. And those of you that are not vaccinated, if y'all want to stay in the house, please, by all means, don't expect to stay in the house. All right. Thank you very much, Vanessa. What's up, uh, Jerome? How you doing, brother? Good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm good, man. How you doing? I don't know. I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Mr. Elliott, man, right. good morning to you, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning to you, my friend, and one, good morning, Nessa, one, good morning, Mama V, one, good morning, Red Sister, one, good morning, Kathleen Williams, and one, good morning, Mariana Music, and Mariana Music, uh, that first song that played was uh, New Beginnings by Devon Morrison featuring Amber uh, Nervan, and the second song that played was uh, Girl and it's, uh, by Andrea Triana. And good morning, my brother Hawking. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Good morning, Mr. Elias. Can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind? Yes, sir. We have Yard Jockey and our very own Covina, man, my brother Covina. Covina, 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 what's up? All right, uh, Pastor Steve's in the house, Marietta Music, Darius, um, Jessica, just so many people. Can't say hi to everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Rob Smooth is in the house as well. Appreciate you as always. Steve, thank you for checking in. It's always good to hear from you. All right, abbreviated show. We're going to table the other two topics and we'll move those to next week because I think it's important for us to have those conversations. Mr. Elias, what is wrong with your mic, my brother? Good googly moogly. All right, so we're going to table those. And, um, I don't know, man. It's, it sounds bad. All right, so we're going to table to those topics, and we'll uh, we'll get we'll get to them next week. But I felt it was important to talk about COVID because that's what we're dealing with today, and it looks like this country is going back on lockdown. I'm not trying to spread rumors, but that's what it looks like. We'll take a uh, we'll take one last small break for NPR news. We'll try to get a Pastor Steve's in, state your case, and we'll close out. Don't go anywhere. It's the serious side. We'll be right back after this. This message comes from NTR sponsor, H-E-B. H-E-B curbside is free when you spend $35 or more. That's free curbside on all the H-E-B quality you love. Restrictions apply. Online prices may vary from ad or in-store. See H-E-B.com for details. Swimmer Caleb Dressel won his fifth gold medal at the Olympics today, helping propel the U.S. men's 4x100-meter medley relay team to a new world record. The 24-year-old also took gold in the 50-meter freestyle and in golf. American Xander Shoffley won by one shot over Rory Sabatini of Slovakia. 
Live indoor performances are returning to New York City, but on Broadway, Jeff London reports only audience members who have been fully vaccinated will be able to see them. Want to see a Broadway show this fall? You'll need to show proof of vaccination, announced the Broadway League, which represents producers and theater owners on Friday. And once inside the theater, audiences must wear masks. The Metropolitan Opera doesn't have a mask mandate yet, but will require audiences to sign a waiver when they buy tickets, as well as show proof of vaccination to enter the theater. Carnegie Hall is also requiring audiences to be fully vaccinated, as well as the artists and backstage crew, the same with Broadway and the Met. Other arts organizations are still determining their COVID protocols. For NPR News, I'm Jeff London in New York. Taliban fighters struck Kandahar Airport in southern Afghanistan with several rockets overnight, damaging a runway and forcing the suspension of all flights. The Taliban's aim is to thwart airstrikes by Afghan government forces who have been working to push back an encroaching Taliban offensive as U.S. troops leave the country. I'm Amy Held in Washington, and you're listening to NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor State Farm. State Farm knows you only want to listen to the no-nonsense, no-fluff, hard-boiled facts. So here's another no-nonsense fact. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, folks, 347-850-1272. It is time for Pastor Steve Station Case. Comments from the world-famous chat room and from social media that we monitor, especially the sites that we monitor. Mr. LES, man, you got anything for us, sir? Yeah, I have two. Uh, John Jackson says, Jay, in my opinion, most poor white folks are ignorant. And then Covina says, it's unfortunate that the black community has always had those uh, barbershop conspiracy theories. It goes something like the Illuminati is killing black folks, with AIDS, crack, the war on drugs, churches, chicken, and now it's the vaccine. Wow, churches, chicken. That's one right there, boy. We definitely have to be mindful of. I know my neighbor, boy, that joker dies every day at around 5 o'clock. All right, so let me uh, read some comments from some of the folks. I can't read them all because we're really pressed on time. All right, Pastor Steve says, peace and blessings, family. Good job extending the COVID segment of the show. I can understand Sister Jackie's dilemma, but like the panel said, do your research and make an informed decision. Peace be with you. Thank you, Pastor. Darius Jenkins from Baltimore. Mr. LES, big ups to you, brah, on the music selections. Like my fellow S-Sider, Mary... Mary M. always say, let me read this again. Like my fellow S-sider, Mary M. always say, my music library is on point because of you, sir. S-sider, what the hell is that? Okay. Thank you, uh, Darius. Um, oh, I get it. The S-sider, serious cider. Okay. All right. That was pretty cool. All right. Uh, Teresa uh, from Tallahassee, Florida. She's a Jerome. I forgive you, my brother, for something you said a few weeks ago. What did he say? The truth is that I think you are a perfect example of a well-educated black man. I listen to you intently. I often repeat things that I hear you say to my friends when I'm trying to prove a point. So all I wanted to say is thank you for your unique gift of knowledge and information. 
Okay, well, I'm pretty sure Jerome appreciates that. Uh, and let me, I got to get Marietta music. That's the only one I have time for. All right, good morning, family. Love the music, love the topics, love my sisters on the show, and I definitely love my boys and my king. Have a great week. You have a great week as well. All right, you know what time it is if you listen to this dang old show. Online radio at its best. All right, it is time for our final thoughts. And I want to say thank you, first of all, guys, for allowing us to, you know, change the show up a little bit. That's what happens when you get live radio. So now, Momo Beezy and the Heezy, someone said a comment that they wanted to hear you. So I wanted to make sure you came back to give us some final thoughts. So what's your final thoughts there, Momo Beezy? Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, whoever you are. Whoever you are, I, I think I paid them fifty dollars to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy but, oh, but anyway, my final thought is, uh, just stay safe. Will you take the shot or not? Stay safe. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Stay safe and don't bring your germs outside. If you don't want to take the shot, you know I, I, another thing. Some people take the, took the shot and still got sick and died. I, I heard something about that. So just because you took the shot don't mean you can't die from COVID-19. Trust and believe. And that is some, oh, another strain. Yeah, okay. I knew there would be. <laughs> you got to have some explanation why these people are dying still. So go well, ahead. Go ahead. That's only 95% effective. That's what they say. So I'm going to take the odds. You're not helping. I don't know what you're talking about. What I'm gonna help by doing is staying my black ass in the house. That's what I. Okay, thank you, Momo B. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Oh my God, thank you for that. I think. All right, the smartest word. I don't want to catch it. I don't want to catch it. Why? Why, Mr. Elliott? All right, uh, Jerome, man, final thoughts. Here for um, you know what? I'm going to defer mine to LES. I ain't hear LES enough today, so I'll defer my final thoughts. <laughs> well, there you go, Mr. LES. There he is. Jerome is giving well, you his you know, final so, thoughts. Man, I wanted to read this quote about when, it was, when you were asking me earlier about white folks and how, how, they, how, to, how, how they can vote against their own interests. Lyndon Banks Johnson yeah. had a great quote. He said, if you convince the lowest white man that he's better than the, better, the best colored man, his quote he won't know that you're picking his pocket. Hell, he'll give you something. His, uh, he'll give you somebody to look down on, and he'll empty his pockets out for you. As long as you give him somebody to look down on, and that was that was a hell of a statement he said, and I believe it. As long as I can beat you down, as long as I, I think I'm better than you, then I'm cool with the whole situation how you treat me. This is crazy, but okay. But as I get off that soapbox, we get on this soapbox. Get out and vote, folks. You don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. You gotta get have a voice. And if they wasn't and if it wasn't important for you to vote, guess what they're trying to do? They're trying to take their right to vote away. They're passing voter suppression laws by the mound in, in 40, 43 states, I believe. So if your vote was that did not count, then why are they suppressing your vote? You gotta you gotta leave the between the fine lines, folks. Get out and vote. Well, um I I, I um uh, I wanted to uh leave on a note on something that I just saw that came across the screen that says Donald Trump was only good at two things. One was convincing you that he is not a liar 
and two is I can't remember what the other one is. I'm gonna find that quote because I thought it was hilarious. But anyway, we're up against time. It's time for us to get up out of here anyway. So, uh, Mr. L to the E to the S, my man. If it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow show. Wow, what a show today, folks. Thank you guys for being patient and being flexible. And uh, we'll we'll pick up on some of those some of those topics next week. So for uh, Jackie, for uh, Vanessa, for Momo Beasley, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rouse, and have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Rouse show. Coming up next, on a need to know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spring. Don't go anywhere, folks. Should be fun. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time for only need-to-know basis with... The young lady who made such these great comments about you, Jerome, the very, very special and intelligent Mr. Jerome Spring. What's going on, Jerome, man? Well, how you doing, brother? Well, you know, no need to hate on the beginning of the show. What was the comment I'm not that the young lady I, made? Jerome, I was touched. I was touched by her comments. Mentally. <laughs> uh, I don't, know what, I don't know what that means exactly because I don't know what the comments are. But well, okay. I was touched. Jerome, did, did you even hear what she – did you did you hear the comment? No, no. I must have missed that. You know, I got kicked off. Well, well, look, well, well, let me read it for you, Jerome, because apparently I was touched and you're not. Well, you didn't, didn't hear, hear it, so let me read it. Okay, let, let me read it. Let, let me read okay. it. Let me pull it up. Let me read it here real quick because I think you should hear this. Okay, she's, a, she's Teresa from Tallahassee. Okay. Teresa from Tallahassee said, Jerome, she said, I forgive you, my brother, for something that you said a few weeks ago. Now, she never said what that was. But then she went on to say this. The truth is that I think you are a perfect example of a well-educated black man. I listen to you intently. I often repeat things that I hear you say to my friends when I'm trying to prove a point. So all I want to say is thank you for your unique gift of knowledge and information. Well, thank you. What was her name again? Teresa from Tallahassee, oh, Florida. Thank you, Teresa. I think Teresa didn't like something I said. I think I remember. Um, she she didn't like something, how I delivered something, right? So um, I think I cleared it up the next time I spoke. So, Teresa, I'm glad we're good. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, my, my, my intent is never meanness, right? It's not that you want to say stuff that I mean I don't really even like really opinionated shows so I don't usually give my opinion in a lot of stuff but sometimes you have to deliver a message in a way that so that people can hear you and I think it was around those comments because I've gotten comments about this before when people say not all people or not all white folks or not all and I think I cleared up something um, in one of the past shows but so I'm not going to rehash but Anyway, it's yeah. it, it's cool. But thanks thanks for your thanks for the comment. Thanks for the compliment. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. I, yeah. I think nobody listens to me. That's in the real world, and um, so I'm always um, 
thankful. No, seriously. I mean, I always say that because I never take my words that seriously, but I do, you know, um, throughout the week, just generally get conference calls with people just asking questions with about eight people on the line kind of stuff. I get that quite often. So that's cool. Thanks for thanks okay. for coming. All right. Well, listen, I'm going, I'm not going to take any more of your time, sir. You know what I'm here for. Give me what I need, you know, provide what I need, brother, so I can do what I need to do. I could be oh, wait a minute. You're today. here to talk about the unvaccinated? No, I'm just joking. Like, what are we here for? <laughs> don't, don't do that, please. That's what Elliot says because Jay's out. Jay's like, I'm not talking about this no more. <laughs> oh, right. when she so, made that comment, I knew there was going to be a fight, boy. Oof. All right, anyway. Sorry, Jerome. Go ahead, man. It's on you, though. Wow. You know what? I, okay, first, I want to clear this up. I want to, in defense of Jackie in this, she did say she, like, she had a moment of clarity. Everybody should have their own me- moment of clarity about their own health decisions. She does okay. what she said. Vanessa heard that the people, um, since she had a moment of clarity, meaning everybody else wasn't. But that's not what she said, and nobody ever cleaned that up. So if you're listening to this show, the argument was just a misunderstanding. They didn't really argue. She said okay. she had a moment of clarity. I have moment of clarities all the time. I just don't tell nobody. But anyway... I thought I'd share that. Hey, Jay, I don't know if Elias yes, told sir. you because yes. I didn't I didn't put this on the board, but I really, really we're we're gonna start doing in this segment what I like to call um people getting orange juice jones. And so I I did not I did not um put that on the board, but Simone Biles and what's going on with her in the gymnastics we got Orange Juice Jones people on behalf of Simone Biles on the next show. So somebody's getting oh, man. Out. There you go. So, 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 so is that like a new segment that's going to be happening here? Oh, yes. OJ, Orange Juice Jones? Sorry, Elias, that. <laughs> that broke that to Jay. But we're going to Orange Juice Jones people on this show. I'm just, I'm sorry. It, I watched this happen so much, and when I missed the show about Cosby, I wanted to Orange Juice Jones, the prosecutor, when Cosby got out. I'm going to speak mm-hmm. on behalf of Cosby. Somebody's getting Orange Juice Jones on that one, too. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that later. I just wanted to warn you. You're getting, see, look, oh. he put it up. He put it up, I made it yet at a board. <laughs> That's right, Jerome. Never underestimate Jay Ryle, baby. <laughs> I did. If, I, if you mention it, Jay's going to find it. No, no. But, but we, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to do that. So just, just know if you never heard the song, listen to it by next show. Um, the Alley Cat with the crumb cake I saw you with. Yeah, be- y'all get it. That's where we're going to orange juice those. It's getting towed off. Oh, so, man. I love it. Let's talk about that. Now, in the meantime, we do have unconfirmed black history today. Yes. Just wanted to say that. So, unconfirmed black history, for everybody who's already aware of what it is, I'll repeat this. These are this black history facts that are unconfirmed. If the research department reached out and we need to find the origins of some phrases or comments or something in black history, so today's unconfirmed black history starts in a town outside of Little Rock. Now, it's near Interstate 40 going towards Memphis. So if you don't know that yeah, area. Yeah, I know where that is. I know. Yeah. I know it. 
Okay, good, cool. So this guy Richard Redman, known as Ricky Red is what they call him, but his friends call, his friends call him Red. Now, he's a pastor at this Third Street Baptist Church. Now, Pastor Red Uh-oh. is known for his temper and slamming doors. So he's mm-hmm. one of those pastors who walk a fine line between praying for and getting prayed for. But that is just his Uh-oh. thing, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> one of those jokers, okay. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. So after a couple of weeks of car trouble, his personal, his personal mechanic, who happened to be a deacon at the church, Deacon Carr, had to deliver some bad news. The pastor's car needed major repairs. So Deacon Carr showed, showed up at church early Sunday to deliver the news, thinking that Pastor Red um, would have to watch his temper because the Lord was watching, right? Well, that didn't work. And as he broke the news, the pastor yelled, get out, and made history by saying, don't let the doorknob hit you with a good Lord split you. It did slam the door. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. That would be a pastor. Oh, oh man. A little rock. First to say that. You don't know black guy? Oh, man. I didn't that coming. You didn't see that coming, did you, Jay? I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. I was like, where's he going with this? Don't let the door not hit. Oh, what a good Lord splinter. Oh, and the pastor said that. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. L.E.F., did you see that coming? No, I said it didn't, my brother. That was pretty good. Hey, the research, the research department, I'm just saying. Somebody need to get Christmas bonus, but I just want to say something. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful, right. man. Well, anyway. Well, I've been vaccinated on my knowledge, so I am out of here. I can spread it amongst the world now. I can walk amongst the peace because I've been vaccinated <laughs> with that unconfirmed black uh, history knowledge. My man. <laughs> there you oh. go. There right, you fellas, go. y'all got it, man. I'll holler at y'all. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, our first story, around uh, 410 million people um, on the world's coast, like the coast of the ocean, uh, will be at risk of rising sea levels by 2000 or 2100. This is due to climate change. So scientists use the projection of three feet of rising sea levels to see what climate change has in store. And they said about 4 million, 410 million people will be at risk. And that's um, 143 million more than currently at risk. <laughs> so they're they're already like over like 200 million people at risk, but it's going to be 410 that's going to be at risk. Now I don't know if you saw the tsunami warnings that they had in Seattle or in Alaska this week, but they had an earthquake in Alaska and they had tsunami warnings, which kind of leads us back to our climate change again. And if you live in the woods, by the way, climate change is making um, poison ivy more itchy, more itchier is what they're saying, is itchier. And wow. it grow um, 150% faster because it derives when there's more CO2 in the atmosphere. So the rising um, soil temperatures caused by climate change are providing an idea of breeding ground for poison ivy. So a nine-degree wow. Fahrenheit increase made the dreaded plant grow nearly 150 times faster. Mm-hmm. I know. That, that, see, I have to start with a lot of climate change today. Italy, Italy 
is stopping their uh, Prezena glazier from melting by covering it with a massive sheet. Like it's a reflective tarp. They said it saves 70% of snow each summer. They put a giant tarp really? over a glacier. Yep. <laughs> it's called wow, a geo. Okay. It, it's called a geotextile uh, terpolis, or something. And it's a re, it reflects mm. sunlight, maintaining temperatures lower than the external one, and preserving as much snow as possible through the summer. Now, mm. again. We're talking about people saying, hey, there's no such thing as global warming, but these folks got a tarp <laughs> over, over a glacier. Really? Wow. And, and you know, Iceland has a big seawall that they that's an automatic really? seawall that actually comes up. Because they have to be prepared. That's where that water's going to go first. That island's going to get covered. Really? So, yep. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that seawall's been up for a while. They um, built it. I want to say it's more than more than 10 years but it's huge so whenever the sea level rises they actually can you know kind of raise up this massive wall to cover them from, you know from the extra water <laughs> now they wow. talked about doing that in new york city years ago i remember and um you know republicans oh that's just taxpayer wasted money and blah 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 and it's like okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then but that's hit levels. That's yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna be swimming, whether they want yep. to or not. Now, the year 2020 was a year of negative emotions, according according to a new poll. Right, it found that people reporting stress, worry, sadness, and anger reached record levels, and the world had its most negative emotions on record in 2020. So Gallup did the polling of about 160,000 people in 115 countries, and they found a 15-year high um, on the agency's negative experience index. I never even know they had one. You know when they should have had a negative experience index? When Reagan was in office. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the Trump, the Trump one would have worked too, but Reagan... <laughs> Even though, you know, people speak really fondly of the 80s, I am telling you, Reagan he was, was Reagan was hell. Yeah. And, and that's why a, damn, you know, I never destroyed unions and everything else. Yeah. Remember the he air traffic control? He was trying to break the unions. Mm-hmm. Air traffic control yeah. strikes and all of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. That's one thing of... Um, Obama's that I know he was I feel like this he may not have been doing this but I feel like he was using white folks by acting like Reagan was Reagan was the shit like Reagan is guy yeah like, yeah really playing up to them because if you lived at any time during that time you Reagan was not a good president at all like not even close. Hell, even his son, even his son, his son didn't like what he was doing. Hell, Ron Reagan Jr. <laughs> yeah, his son applied for welfare. That's how bad it mm-hmm. was. Yep, yep. That's that was again government cheese. They weren't giving it out because they had a lot of cheese left. <laughs> they weren't be like, hey, you know, cheese and and whatever flour, and they gave out a lot of stuff because people weren't people were starving. You know, and that leads us to 
this infrastructure stuff and the stuff that Biden did with the child tax credit. These are like the biggest things since like the New Deal that we're they're about to um they're about to pass and nobody's saying anything. Mm-hmm. What'll happen right. is the next yeah. Republican that gets in there, they'll give them credit for it. Because you know Mr. McConnell doesn't understand credit. Their messaging is horrible. The Democrats' messaging is horrible. So that would be beating on my chest saying, "You the reason you got this money is because of us. That's the reason you got the money." I would be, I, I would, I would come out and yell it, scream it, but they don't do that. Yeah, they don't brag on themselves at all, you know, and that's that's a hard thing, right? When you don't, if that's not what yeah. you do, that they, the right. Democrats don't do that. Republicans, on the other hand. They would oh, be. Um, they pat themselves on the they back. They have stuff they don't even do. Yeah, yeah. So, it, and that was Obama's fault too, right? Like he said, people were getting more money in their checks, but they never, they never told them that when they cut the the tax credits that you would get more money. So, if you're seeing five and or sorry, ten or twenty more dollars in your checks, that's because of something that Obama did. He never took credit for it. He just kind of kept going. You can't do that. In wow. Politics. Somebody needs really? to know that you're working is the uh, is the thing. So I know we don't like to take credit, but again, you're manipulating people when you take credit for stuff you didn't do, and then won't what? take credit for stuff that you did do. Like they, like you know? when they talked about the uh, the restru- the what's name bill, and all of a sudden they, the Republicans are standing up there, look, look what we did. We didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. You talking about what you did? Well, uh-uh. They want to take they were taking credit for it. Now, um, air pollution particles from everyday everyday products, including paints, pesticides, and vehicle tailpipes, cause up to nine hundred thousand premature deaths every year, according to a new study. Wow. So yeah, they wow. said the effect of air pollution caused by um anthro um poget, pogenic secondary or organic aerosols has been calculated by researchers from the University of Colorado at Boulder. And so they're saying it caused 900,000 premature deaths. Wow. Now, Apple, yeah. Yeah, again, again, when we start talking COVID and why people are dying, they're not, you're not considering fa- other factors of health problems that people are having. So whether you take the vaccine right. or not, you, there are other factors that's contributing to people passing. Now, again, I don't really trust the government with vaccines either, <laughs> so I'm not saying that. Yeah, so you won't—they—they they won't be able to give me give like, you know, um, random. Hey, take this because you got a cold, or take this shot because of whatever. But there are different. Um, they're still getting approval for an oral thing, like, uh, you know, when somebody. What, what, I'm trying to think of what you have to buy at the store that. You have to get um, that they have behind the counter, but like like a Theraflu, that kind of stuff, they're gonna have um, some treatment for COVID that's like Theraflu. So they're gonna eventually get around this so that you won't have to have vaccinations. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna have to be wow. disciplined when you find you get mm-hmm. symptoms. You're gonna have to take something. Right. Right, so there's going to be an oral one. I think they're working on a pill. Um, so yeah, we won't always have to have vaccinations, but um, they're they're still working on. It. So I, but people really? will take that faster than they will take a shot because nobody trusts the government really? for jack. 
apparently. Yeah, All right. that's for sure. Yeah, so Apple set a profit record of $21 billion in the third quarter as its iPhone sales soared by 50%. Now, I don't know what this is, but everybody has to have a nice new phone. <laughs> Out of all the stuff that's going on, it's like Apple sales are up 50%, right? It sure so, didn't help my, my stocks, though. Damn, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't do nothing in the stock. No, in the market, they, my option, my Apple option is I'm losing money. Oh my God! <laughs> so, so they're taking that money and they're they're like redirecting it or something, right? Now, Obviously. Apple ain't Apple's not trying to go to space, are they? Because everybody, their mama, seem like they're building a rocket. So that's where your Apple products are going. Yeah, really, really. No, Dog I international to do that, Oh my yeah. God! Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know who also mm-hmm. is getting to the game? Porsche, the car really? company Porsche. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're actually starting. They've invested a bunch of money to start to build a rocket to compete with SpaceX oh, and all these other. Oh my God! Yeah. Why don't they find somebody to, to to find a way to to resolve hunger or or how to get people right. more money in their damn pockets? You're trying to go up in space. Right, that's that's how you know you got too much money. You won't you won't help out the poor people. You're gonna build rockets to go up there. And, and I was looking at something that said that they're gonna charge people. To go into orbit, twenty million dollars a seat. Yep. Just to go into orbit. Good lord, yeah, but, man. Which shows the inequity in money, right? Mm-hmm. Like just in this country, people are starving like crazy, and it's like, mm-hmm. I think I think we can poison the planet and not worry about global warming. But I think I want to go into yeah. space, yeah. right? Uh, wow. That, and that, again, that's a pathology issue, right? It's like let's poison the water where we live. We can move there to an island. We could go to Hawaii. We could do this. And now it's like, oh, the planet's jacked. Let's go into space. This sounds like fun. Yeah. Just keep keep moving, right? Yeah. I, I think that's why whenever you think about aliens and all of that stuff, you know, um, coming to this planet, if alien met or or studied us. They would realize that we probably need to be exterminated off the planet because we don't do anything but pollute and harm everything and then try to, hey, let's go someplace else. We act like locusts on this planet. We don't care that it's hurting. So it, it's, we're not going to um, fix anything. We're going to just keep destroying it and, hey, look, that ain't my problem. That's yours. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this. It's, it's too big. We can't destroy it. And it's like, yeah, but you have evidence that you are. And I think it was Neil mm-hmm. deGrasse Tyson that said that. He said, if an alien, think about it, if they are light years ahead of us in intelligence, why would they? We are ants to them. <laughs> like, you're just, we're just destroying stuff. Like, <laughs> right? Wow. We ain't nobody that's hungry. Like, we're like, y'all need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like, we don't care. Mm-hmm. And then we got to really? think that, hey, Somebody who's smarter than us is going to come to this, you know, come to Earth and be like, you know what? Let's partner together. Like, everything that we're discovering (laughs) is technology that's already been said and done already. So Mm -hmm. why would you waste your time even trying trying to figure out how to build them a rocket when they travel, you know, a couple of light years away in about 10 seconds? (laughs) They're like, need to do that. Now, um, Google will ban okay this is the bad news i usually say save the bad news to the last but i'll, I'll have to say this one 
Let me get my mind right. Google will ban <laughs> Sugar Daddy apps as far as September first. What? <laughs> I'm like, you know yeah, what? I saw this. It is only motivation for making money. Would you say? <laughs> I saw this story. I was like, I was like, wow, why they banning the candy? Then I started thinking stupid. They're talking about old men on there. <laughs> right. I'm thinking. I have Sugar Daddy apps. Like, people literally says, I have money, so come holler at me. Like, that is the yeah. app. Yeah. Hit me up. Yeah, it's, it's a part of their new sexual content restriction. So Google is banning sugar mm-hmm. daddy apps following feedback from government and user advocacy groups concerned with safety. I don't know what, I don't know if that's all they should be concerned about. Wow. But if, but if you go on the app. <laughs> You know how many people you can pick, pick up just by driving a Rolls Royce? Like, why would you mm-hmm. ask? <laughs> just drive to the community. Buy a Rolex. Yeah. You know what? Gold hey. diggers will find you. That's all I'm saying. You ain't lying there. You ain't, you ain't got to advertise. <laughs> Put on a Rolex and walk. You ain't lying there. <laughs> like, you, know, you, know, you won't have that problem. Really? You know, hey, I'm, I'm going to be sorry. Um, I ever said this because I know this is radio, but here's the, here's the interesting story. I was in Dallas years ago for my cousin's wedding, and um, this girl bumped into me at Dion Sanders Club. So that's when Dion had a club in Dallas. And she said, I, I saw her later on that night, and she said, yeah, I wanted to meet you because I felt the material in your suit when you bumped into me. And I was like, man, she's good. <laughs> like, I was, like, she said I knew it was a high quality. Like, she knew the value of this building material when I bumped into her to get a napkin from the bar. Wow. I was like, <laughs> man, I will never underestimate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will never underestimate the pros. And, and nope. she's good people. That's no disrespect to her. She was not a hooker. She was none of that. But she knew she was she knew she knew quality and she sized up. That's all I have to tell you. Much respect to her. I'm not gonna say her name on the show. But anywho, Tesla. Um, I know I'm gonna have to just delete this out the archives. Tell Jay we got to ban this show from airing. Um, Tesla will start sharing its worldwide supercharger network with automakers starting in 2020. So Tesla said that um, they're charging stations will be available to everyone. Wow. You know okay. Yeah, you know, some, well, you know how Exxon Mobil works, right? So, yeah. if you got a car, they don't care what kind of car you're driving. If they can charge mm-hmm. you for some gas, they'll spend yeah. all the gas station. A charging station, save yeah. money. Now, yeah. um, now, they use a tree's DNA to convict somebody from stealing timber. This guy chopped huh? down a tree, a precious maple tree, in the woods of the, in the state of Washington in 2018, and they found him by testing the DNA of the tree that he <laughs> cut down. Yeah, okay. he left the stump, so they were like, hey, we could do, I didn't know you could do DNA testing on trees, but apparently mm. they're getting sophisticated around here. So this guy, Jason Wilkes, was found guilty on July 9th and faces up to 10 years in prison for stealing valuable maple trees from Washington State, and it was a DNA wow. of a chopped down mm. tree that convicted him. Mm. 
But yet and still, there are some big black folks <laughs> that don't, don't yeah. even have DNA on the scene. You know, this, okay. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> wow. It, it looked like your hat. <laughs> like, they don't feel like, like they don't get right. something it like privileged, you. right? That was, mm-hmm. You get that guy, what was his name? Uh, Brock Turner, who raped the unconscious girl, and the, and the judge says, we don't want to ruin your life for 20 minutes your of life. pleasure. Yeah. Like, who was yeah. that pleasure for? Mm-hmm. You raped some girl. <laughs> But that's what the compassion was. So anyway, this guy's going to get to you for a treat. Junior, cut it wow. down. I, I, but. I, I saw a story the other day where the police removed on on the lineup the tattoos off this guy's face, and it wasn't him and a lineup. Mm-hmm. And they said it was, I was like, how did, and, and they just, they did, they, 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 uh, videoly altered his, the tattoos off his face. And they said, well, this was you. He had right. tattoos on his face. So how was it him? It was crazy, man. You know, again, um, it is why, just like in vaccines, now I know vaccines are themed today, but just like in vaccinations, why black people do not believe when prosecutors say stuff about other black people. They make that stuff up on the fly. They do it to white folks, mm-hmm. but or they do it more on, um, on black folks. And that's why with the mm-hmm. Cosby case, that Cosby shouldn't, Supreme Court ruled, he shouldn't have even been arrested, let alone taken yeah. to trial. So everybody has mm-hmm. in their head, he's guilty, he's guilty, because they did so much marketing on him for the last four years that everybody thinks that he's guilty when he shouldn't have never even gone to court. Nope. That was that prosecutor so, made the deal with him. So, hey, man, you made the deal. That's, that's, how, that's how the cookie rolled, man. No, but, cookie roll, but here, so. here's the thing. Here's what the Supreme Court ruled. Like, you know, it was not necessarily a deal for Cosby. What he said was the DA filed a letter with the civil court saying that after a full investigation, they found the accusations, accusations without weight or merit, credibility, and found the witnesses are unreliable and credible. He never cut a deal with Cosby. He wrote to the civil court that they didn't even have a case. So, um, and anyway, she took Benadryl. So, technically, that's not Quaalude. So, anybody can get Benadryl. So, you can't say uh, he drugged her with Benadryl. So, that's what she had. So, the case was that, you know, just kind of thinking on the outside, is that maybe Cosby didn't want the publicity. So, he said... I can kind of deal with Cosby to not prosecute him so that we can find out what happened. So Cosby was like, okay. And Cosby paid her off to keep her mouth shut. And now that she spoke, he should be able to get his money back, which they're not going to be able to give his money back. People pay right. folks off to just not bring bad press to them. But yeah. they didn't, there was no evidence or anything after a full investigation is what he wrote that they had anything even on Cosby. But he paid her off to keep her, shut, to keep her mouth shut, and she still still claimed something that obviously was not proven. Or that they knew that they, you know, again, she had Benadryl. She asked him for Benadryl. She didn't ask him for any kind of illegal substance or even thing that's a, um, a prescription. Benadryl wasn't prescription back then. It's not even now. So you didn't have to sign for it. So, you know, a high school student who studied remotely during the pandemic suffered more depression, struggled to learn, and felt more isolated than those who attended school in person, according to a study. 
So they said during COVID, remote high school students had more social, emotional, and academic problems than those who learned in school. Now, here's the thing. If you have a baby and it has no physical contact at all, it will not survive. As humans in our humanity, we need physical contact. And anybody isolated is going to have some kind of problems if nobody's ever, you know, when you're not interacting with people. So that shouldn't be surprising, but it proves nothing because we all need contact. This is right. how that works. You know what I do find interesting, though? I don't mean to go off on this, but you know what that, uh, what do they call them? Um, incel people, the involuntary celibate folks <laughs> that's going up shooting up yeah. schools and stuff. That is an interesting group. It's like instead of getting a personality or going to a strip club and paying somebody a dollar to get some attention, you are mad at everybody else who actually gives you attention. Mm. Isn't that weird? Wow. Yes, like, it is. Like, to not like, develop any kind of social, sk- social skills, but to blame everybody else for you not having social skills. <laughs> That's weird. Like, wow. I'm sorry for, for being sidetracked, but I'm like, you can go into a regular grocery store and, you know, People are kind of nice when they work at places, so some people speak to you and be nice. Like, well, I don't know yeah. why folks who isolate themselves get mad at other people for not talking to them. <laughs> we, it's weird. Anyway, I, if, if you ever find the answer to that question, Elias, uh, let me know. But I don't understand people who, <laughs> I, for real, sure people who isolate themselves and then act like people don't like them. Or mm-hmm. if you're jerk don't like you and then you and then you don't like everybody else and they don't like you that's weird all right sorry about that all right so the treasury department ordered trump to produce his taxes his tax returns to congress this week and also he's um his family i don't know what the company is called but they were um sued because there's this american communications network that has um that Donald Trump and his kids was hawking when they were on the, on, on the Apprentice, right? So there was a 2018 federal complaint to demonstrate that Trump's ties to this multi-level marketing Ponzi scheme, the Advanced Communication Network, that um, they schemed them. So there's a class action suit, and they said the investors who signed up for that American Communication Network must sign an arbitration agreement, but the Second Circuit Court ruled on Wednesday that no such um, um, that that they didn't have to because it means nothing yeah. because individuals like Donald Trump and his adult children were paid millions of dollars to make that ACN look credible. So <laughs> they're still trying to yeah the ACN pyramid scheme that from yeah. their apprentice. They, they're finally getting sued for that. So they said they wow. perpetuated a years-long fraud by promoting that ACN network pyramid scheme. And the Trump mm. did not sign arbitration contracts um, given to investors uh, and, and said there was a steep climb to establish coverage from the contract. So that three-judge panel said that um, they can get sued. The Trump, you know what, and also, you know, there's a story. Donald Trump has $102 million in his campaign trust. 
So apparently he had a wow. meeting this week uh, with some what he called a cabinet to determine what he's going to do in 2024 to run. I say that $120 million need to go to the people who he sold money from. Yep. Right? Yep. You have all of this in the news at the same exact time that he has all this money, but his court cases are going forward because they schemed all these people out of this money. Wow. So, yeah, we'll see how that's going to roll. Now, Biden will uh, reoppose this um, car mileage standard that was under Obama and encourage 40% of drivers to use electrical vehicles um, in the next 10 years in a bid to cut greenhouse emissions by half by 2030. So his proposed, uh, he's proposing to return to that aggressive Obama-era era vehicle mileage standard over the next five years. That's according to the industry and government officials that were briefed about the plan. So they don't know why the automakers didn't like the fact that Trump cut that stuff anyway. They were like, we're already on the mm-hmm. path, make more efficient cars. Why would you tell us, oh, you don't have to do that? Hmm. Right? People got asthma. You're like, Yo, don't worry about it. <laughs> right? Like, put, out, put out as much emissions as you want to. Uh. All right. So New York um, mandates all, New York State is mandating all state workers that they must get the COVID-19 vaccine or undergo weekly testing. And I think that's a good compromise. So Cuomo urged businesses to order employees back to the office by Labor Day and only to allow customers into bars and restaurants if they've had a shot. So his announcement that roughly 250,000 government workers have until Labor Day, September 6th, to get vaccinated or face weekly testing. See, I don't mind getting tested every week. I don't think that that's a problem. If you're going to be around people, you need to know that you are not transmitting something and since it's contagious that should not i don't mind having a mask on or you know when somebody has a um checking your temperature when you come in you shouldn't care yeah but if you are sick people are dying so you know do the right thing i know they had they had that concert in 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 illinois Lollapalooza, chicago this weekend oh right Uh yeah they had uh, either you had to have a COVID test done 72 hours prior to you going there, or you had to have your vaccine card. And 60,000 people bought tickets to go to this thing, mm-hmm. and they and they showed up without either, and they were trying to force their way, and they turned them away, man. I was like, yeah. wow. So you know, lost see, that's money. our arrogance, too. It's like you knew what the rules are, but you still tried to force your way in. Mm-hmm. Like that is- there's something crazy about that. You know what I mean? Like, That's I don't know. That's true. Yep. That is true. Um, yep. Vaccine hesitancy amongst American adults has plummeted during the early months of 2021, according to a new study. Research team from the University of Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania analyzed online survey data from more than 5 million participants. So they said around 25% of adults were hesitant at the start of the year and they gradually fell to 17 percent and the Mm. biggest drop amongst vaccine hesitancy were amongst black and hispanic populations it decreased by as much as half Mm. and they said people with high school um, diplomas or high school education or less they they also decreased 
So Bro. I don't think it's as traumatic. People are watching this stuff go down, and they're like, I'm getting a vaccination. <laughs> because obviously it's not hurting folks, you know. Right. Yeah. So um, they said a white-tailed deer in Michigan have been infected with coronavirus. <laughs> they're like wild animals have corona now. So officials collecting wow. samples. 481 deer in Michigan, Illinois, and New York, and Pennsylvania found 60% of their samples from the Michigan from Michigan had antibodies for the SARS-CoV-2, um, the virus that causes um, COVID-19. 60%. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So really? next time you see a deer, you don't want to go up petting deers these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Simone Biles um, stepped back from her gymnastics final in Tokyo, and Sunisa uh, Lee stepped up. She won the gold, um, and Sunisa um, is 18, um, but she and um, their rest of their team is Jordan Childs and Grace McCollum and Simone. They did get silver medals in their finals, um, but the individual competition Simone stepped out of that as well and Sunisa won that she got the gold and um, but in the individual I don't know if you saw any of that stuff Sunisa Lee wins gold the girl from this girl from Brazil I cannot remember her name but she won the silver and the Russian someone from Russia won the bronze now here's the interesting thing if Simone was and um, was in that competition, you would have had two black women and an Asian woman, an Asian woman winning those medals. Hmm. That would that would have been the first in history. Now, the um, individual apparatus, um, I don't know if they showed it yet, but the floor exercise, the black girl from Brazil won again. These are the first medals that in gymnastics that Brazil has ever had, and it's this black girl from Brazil. Hmm. Yeah. You, you, that. you know what really you know what really pissed me off about the, the, the gymnastics part of it is that for Simone's for some of her twists and turns in the air, they would they mm-hmm. they wouldn't fully rate it because other people they said it wasn't fair because other people couldn't do it. They ain't right. her down. Why would you take points away? That, that is, is about the, dumb to me. That is about the dumbest thing you can say. Like, just because everybody else can't do it, you're not going to give her a high score because you don't want other right. people to try it? Yes. Yeah. You don't want, because she can do it, nobody else can do it. That's like, okay, Tom Brady, you just do a touchdown. We're not going to give you six points for it. We're going to give you three points for it because can't nobody else do it like you can Tom do Brady. it. Tom like Brady. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. When we talk about racism and and all this other stuff, people sometimes have little issues with it. But understand this. Because the black girl did it, it has a lower value. That should tell you something right there. Because Simone did it, you can make any excuse you want to. Oh, it's dangerous. If you're dangerous, don't do it. But you can't devalue it because it was her. And that's what happened. They devalued it because it was her. Yep. Now, you know, also she, um, I'm hoping she, um, there's another apparatus 
I think competition. But I'm hoping that she at least participates in one and get another gold. But from what mm-hmm. I understand, there's this, this um, one woman. She was a gymnast. She was a diver. And she said, there's something that's called the twisties. I never heard this term before, but Simone mentioned it. And it's when you are twisting in the air and you lose um, mm-hmm. you lose perception on whether you're up or down or where you are. And she said, so when you're diving, what happens is that until your body gets used to it, you would twist and your coach would say kick, which means that you need to straighten your feet out until your body, your muscle memory remembers where you are in the air. Simone was saying that he got lost in the air, which is dangerous to not know where you are. Where yeah. you're and she said that it's common in diving and in gymnastics that people get the twisties, and sometimes it takes a while to get out of it. So even though Simone is still working out and practicing, she's making sure that she has more air awareness so that she can do her routine. So people act as if she, because she's healthy and she's cheering everybody else on, they don't know what that is because they don't practice that sport. But there is something that's called, um, you know, air awareness. That is mm-hmm. why I do a backhand spring till the day. I was like, I don't have air awareness. I land on my face. <laughs> I, I never tried it. It was like, I, nope, that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. But, you know, mm-hmm. Simone is really great. Um, and she's been outspoken. Um, um, she's spoken about um, to praise her bravery uh, by her teammates. And she thanked them for stepping up when she couldn't. She said she made the decision to prioritize her well-being while insisting that there is more than life than g- gymnastics. And gymnastics, the gymnast also said that her decision was made in part to help her team Thing that she didn't want to risk them getting a team medal with her screwing up. Right. Simone, all sides of that is class and bravery for Simone um, Bios. Hmm. So we definitely have to say that. But again, we still need to have Simone cussing some people out. So we'll, we'll save that. You're in line there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the NBA Board of Governors on Tuesday approved the decision to continue the play-in tournament for 2001-2022 season, 2021-2022. So the tournament will maintain the same format that it had this year, meaning that teams that finished the regular season in seventh, with the seventh highest through the tenth um, winning percentage in each conference will compete um, to fill the seventh and eighth playoffs, they're going to have a playing tournament like the NCAA tournament. Now you know <laughs> LeBron and them have gone off about this before because it's unnecessary. Yeah, and they're just, right. they're not about these athletes and their bodies and why a lot of players got hurt during the playoffs and all this. Is they're playing more games when you play eighty-two games anyway? That's a lot on your body, and now they're doing more yes, playing games. Is. Yep. So. You're watching your superstars get hurt during the playoffs, and then they're complaining. They're like, I can't believe, you know, blah, blah, blah. They have to watch their health, mental health, and physical health. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, I did this story before, but this U.S. diplomat, he's 45, faces life in prison after pleading guilty to rape and drugging 23 women over 14 years. Oh, my God. 
stationed at the U.S. Embassy in Mexico City, this guy, Brian Jeff Raymond. You know, why does that always serial killer reign when they keep saying your middle <laughs> middle name? Brian Jeff Raymond, 45, of, uh, guess is La Mesa, um, California. He pled guilty on Friday to federal sexual abuse and transport transportation of obscene material charges. That don't seem like that's high mm. enough. Federal sex abuse and wow. transferring. He raped 23 women over 14 years. He drugged them and raped really? them. And really? And since he pled guilty, they'll probably say, we don't want to ruin the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, yeah, really. But, yeah, I remember doing this story, but he finally pled guilty. Because this was um, mm. about a, almost a year ago, I remember doing this story, when he got caught. He got, and this is how he got caught. There was some naked woman on the balcony of his hotel who was drugged, yelling for help. That's how they caught him. Really? Yeah, he'd still be raping wow. people a little day. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Or drugging Or drugging and raping. I don't know which one he did, but apparently he did all of that. He was in Mexico mm. doing that, and he was a U.S. diplomat. Damn. Yeah. You would think. Nah. That uh, there'll be a when you represent a government that there will be a higher penalty for you doing something so disgust not disgusting is not the word so um, <laughs> like what's the what like you should maintain a certain status or, or stature when you are representing like your country or a, a country right. so U.S. diplomat since I, I know what he thought. When U.S. when diplomats go to other countries, they have diplomatic diplomatic immunity. immunity. Yep. So you know you have somebody kill somebody, run over somebody with a car here, and then go back to their home country. It's like you can't prosecute diplomat. So he fit, probably figured, hey, I get diplomatic immunity for rape, but they tried them in the United mm. States, not in Mexico. They so, should have. Yep. The Department of Justice got his butt. Mm. Right, because they knew they couldn't prosecute him in Mexico. But your home country yeah. can do it. Yep. Hmm. Now, here's a, a citizen app that is paying street teams $25 an hour to live stream from scenes of murders, fires, and car accidents. Isn't that sick? Hmm. So really? A posting, yeah, they, they have a posting on a career website. It's called journalism.com, journalismjobs.com. They're advertising for roles for generating live content to give users real-time information on what's going on in their city as it unfolds. Don't this seem like one of those movies where everybody, the government is sitting back and people are just filming people doing crazy stuff? The Purge. Like, they're just filming and watching dog on TV. (laughs) That, that, my friend, is what we like to call sick. Because that's crazy. Yes, it is. Yep. We're still doing that apparently in this country is um, taking pride in watching um, watching pain in other people. We somehow mm. think is, um, that's reasonable. Now, a Manhattan spinal cord surgeon has settled his divorce with his former beauty queen wife after claiming in court papers that he discovered that she was engaged in sex work while they were married. What? He sought an annulment of his marriage because former Miss USA, Regina Turner, she's not black, I don't have to play black or white on this one, 
claimed that she worked as a high-end call girl before and after their 2015 marriage, according to the New York Daily News. Um, wow. And it was in court documents, in the divorce papers filed at Manhattan Supreme Court, reportedly alleged that Turner earned nearly $700,000 in cash from her clients, while Dr. Kim, her husband, uh, first became aware of his wife's double life in December 2020 when he came across explicit um, iMessage intended for her, which detailed a sexual encounter between her and other and another man, uh, is what court papers said. But she was acting as a high-priced call girl while she was married. Mm. Again, I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she did go after that dude. Listen, let's have Jay put that on the board. I'll, I'll start doing play gold digger behind because you know again since women aren't on this particular segment I don't want to hear um, Jay's um, messages and since I just got a compliment at the beginning of the show I don't want to disappoint um, what was her name again <laughs> I don't want to do that Teresa yes Teresa please forgive me on this one I'm just reading news stories this is my, my own personal opinion alright now Again, since we're into our sex crime segment, apparently, two New York police officers were fired for sex with a 15-year-old while she was enrolled in their teen program at the department. But get this, they will probably evade charges because the victim won't cooperate with prosecutors. So the unnamed, oh mi- yep, the unnamed a minor said that one of the officers asked her to have sex with him in his car uh, when she refused. He asked for alternative sex favors, whatever that means. And then she said oh, she had a different officer four or five times in his apartment between 2015 and 16, according to court documents. And then the teenager was in the department's precinct explorer program, billed as a way to strengthen the community ties by providing young people aged 14 oh, to 20 oh, careers in law enforcement. So the assistant deputy commissioner of trials found that the nonchalant demeanor shocking and caused uh, the other person's testimony self-serving and largely unworthy of belief. So when the police actually came in to get their interviews, they said they pretty much they were self-serving and they didn't believe them. But the prosecutor said that they cannot prosecute these two. They can get fired, but they won't prosecute them. What? That's statutory rape, man. Exactly. She's what could New York and New York State is bad about this, which is which is the irony of that. Sleeping with somebody underage, you they'll, they'll give you the fence if that's an old term for you young folks. But you'll get a lot of time for that, right? But at the same time, these guys as police officers will not be prosecuted. Oh because my they, god. Okay. They said that she's not cooperating. But when has it taken a minor to cooperate when you have really? evidence that somebody committed a crime? Really? You got evidence that they slept with this minor? Your ass should go to jail. You got me. Yep. Come on, man. Yep. And so they act wow. as if. Yeah. Yep. Again, when black people get convicted, they don't even let nobody testify. <laughs> we got a video. <laughs> Of them testifying. You're like, we don't even know if that's the person. They're like, we don't care. Somebody said that they heard that somebody said something. You know? <laughs> wow. 
Now, a New Jersey Supreme Court vacated a local judge order that forced Andrea, um, well, her last name is Dick, so that's just that's just coincidence in the story, to 54 of Ros- Rose- Roselle Park to remove her pro-Trump banner that violated, like, a local obscenity laws, right? And one of the banners showed the former president extending two middle fingers in the world word saying F Biden and they mm. ruled that she did not have to remove that so they said that they wanted her to take down three of the ten signs and face a $250 fine but that was vacated on Tuesday after the ACLU you know sued on her behalf to challenge the ruling saying that um, the woman her yeah her her mom she and her mom lived together at the home, and the ACLU claimed that it infringed on their First Amendment rights, uh, which mm-hmm. the court agreed and brought um, the borough attorney said they will not take um, any further litiga- litigation action against them. It had, yeah. they had F you and two middle fingers, and they said you can say anything that you want on your own land. So they let them yeah. put the same thing. That's that's the First Amendment. You believe in yep. the amendments, you gotta believe in them. So hey, you know that's what the First Amendment says: freedom of speech, as long as you're not in yep. a movie theater or whatever. So yeah, I you know. Yep. And, I, and I don't, I don't disagree with that ruling at all. No, I you don't have, either. I don't either. Yep. Mm-mm. Now there's a um, there's a new study that came out that says a beer a day, um, will decrease like they said. Well, they said six beers a week so i don't know if they're saying drink them all at one time but a beer day <laughs> decreases the risk the, your risk of heart attack stroke um angina and um and death amongst those who have cardio cardiovascular disease according to the study mm. and this is in this is in england though so i'm not disputing you but it's the college uh, university college in london experts said that drinking up to um, 105 grams of alcohol per week is linked to a decrease of heart attack, stroke, um, and death among those who have cardiovascular disease. Mm. Now, I'm not that people drink. I'm just saying. That's what the study found. Mm. And now, they're saying, um, you know, and my last story, who like like meat because it makes them feel more manly. Now, I don't get this one, but they said men who who consume more meat and chicken than women just generally um, um, enact to affirm their masculine identity. According to this new study, they said to see if a real man uh, eats meat is a stereotype. They did a study, right? Like that was just, I, I don't know what that means, but they did a study. So the University of, um, of California in Los Angeles polled more than 1,700 U.S. adults about their diet and their sense of gender identity, and they felt like if you eat meat, you're more manly. All righty. Okay. Right, right. I didn't even know what to say about that story either. I just kept thinking, y'all had nothing else to do. It it was like that study where they dropped bread off the side of a counter to see that bread will fall on the non-buttered side more than the buttered side. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, they've fun studies yeah, for all... Better to do. Yeah, for all kind of craziness, they're funding studies. So, 
There you have it. That's all we have in news today. I'll leave you with a gender <laughs> equity story that guys think they're manly if they eat meat. Or chicken. Oh. It didn't matter which guy to meat. So apparently <laughs> it doesn't have to be red meat. You okay, know. that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, they didn't say if you eat like, um, we call it sardine, that that's a slap against you or anything. So I don't know. I think it's any kind of meat. <laughs> but they were going. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> all right, brother. We'll, we'll see you next all right. week. Man. All right, brother. All right. We'll see you next week. All right. All right, brother. Bye-bye.